Hey gang, this is Fillmore, just letting you know that if you enjoy our podcast, quite frankly, a Howard Stern podcast, and you'd like to donate some money for the upkeep, uh, or you want to request certain clips, please donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash jimfix. That's J-I-M-F-I-X-X. You can donate as much as you want for as long as you want. There's absolutely no obligation. Oh, he doesn't? Dude, Howard, I've always wanted to one thing. Did you or did you not get Robin Givens? I, I, I don't know. All right, here, look, oh! No, I'm saying I, I would never. You I mean, I, I, what do you mean you don't know? No, no, I didn't. I don't know. <clears throat> no, no, I did oh. not. You'd have to know. Right. But if someone wants to fix themselves, ah, uh, different thing. I am telling you that it is possible. There is no such thing as genetic homosexuality. Or, it's or fixable. I know the guy who can fix it. He doesn't even know he can fix it. So he hasn't said this is a cure for this <laughs> no. problem. No, but I am telling you homosexuality is fixable. <laughs> Hello. Do you, have a, do you have a big dick? Did you go into therapy? You've never been to a psychiatrist. It does. I like that. I like to hear that guys are whacking off. Yeah. I don't want to be in a wig and a purse. <laughs> I do that in my personal life. No. No. I'm just like a happy-go-lucky guy. And all this is about having fun. That's right. Yeah, what do you do for a living? And I'm not, it's not gonna, it's not one of those, you know, oh, who are you? But what do you do for a living? You know, it, really not. You do therapy? Just, no. Never? I, I've dabbled. No, I'm there every day. My daughter's uh, 15. All her friends are like consumed with who's gay and who isn't. Exactly. Yeah, that's like a big that's thing. That's the new thing. Yeah, right. They think I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> gay. Which it was. You come over, Tzvi, Tzvi. They named me Tzvi. First of all, fuck you. My name is Howard. Why can't you just be Howard? Why do you have to have a separate name? They had name? to give you a Hebrew name. How before they worked uh, weeks? Nah. The audience gets mad at me if I take a week off. I can't take Fridays off. I think the audience would rather have you How do four days than no days. Yeah, if you're not there at all. Yeah. Well, it's better not to be there. I believe radio is a habitual kind of medium. That people wake up in the morning, they go to work, and they want to hear their favorite disc jockey. Oh, absolutely. And if you're not there on Fridays, you are doing a disservice to the audience. And you're not doing your job. I don't think I'm interested in the, the five-day-a-week sketch. Oh, you know. that came with that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, terrestrial radio, you got to do a five-day-a-week sketch. So I don't know. Because yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I, like, I drive into Manhattan every day and I listen to you, okay? And if you cut out the bitching, it probably would be about an hour booking. <laughs> You're right. Do you want to know something? Okay. So Now, how long are you going to keep the hair? I'm going to keep the hair as long as it keeps uh, on there's top a, of my head. What do you mean? There's a point in time that it's... Uh, Is my hair too long, you think? When you get a certain age, I think that the Do you hair... think it looks silly? Yeah. You do? Really? I do. So this is Rylemont? Yes. Okay. Friend of the aliens. Yes, right. Uh, why are you people bugging my time with four hours of... Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of, quite frankly, a Howard Stern podcast. I'm your host, as always, Fillmore Fingers, a.k.a. Jim Fix. And with me are my two lovely co-hosts, Raven and Sam. Hi. Hey, guys. Now, if that doesn't sound like a sex line, uh, hot one eight hundred number. I don't know one of those party lines from the eighties. <laughs> um, sorry, you're going to be sadly mistaken. <laughs> well, sure there will be cock talk. 
Yeah, make sure you're all steamy, guys. Um, we're going to actually do our best to get through actually two days. One of them was the 22nd of September and one of them was the 28th. Raven did a wonderful job with the mockery threads as always, but uh, there's just too much content with the Machine Gun Kelly interview, and that's the one we really wanted to take care of, guys. So first off, the clips, and I'm going to read them. Number one on the 22nd, Beefus gives us her top three bands, but poor Bell and Sebastian get shafted. I'm sitting here. I'm all prepared to do a radio show. I got phony phone calls. I got all kind of shit. This is what I'm doing. I heard you vacuuming up there. Oh, shoot. I'm sorry. No, no, it's fine. No you one can hear. You told me you would never hear it. Honey, I don't care. I need oh. a clean house. No, what I'm <laughs> saying is I want to. <laughs> sorry, guys. This one is, <clears throat> excuse me. This one is specifically for Bob D. I want you to know what I'm doing while you're working hard. You think I'm down here working. I'm sitting and teaching this music teacher who the top three bands on. Fucking guy graduated college I never heard of. He says Rush. Well, go ahead. Say it again. Beatles. Number two. Exactly. And number three. Who's your third? I don't want to say because it's probably one of my bands. No, no, no. Say who's it's Rolling Stones, Beatles, and who's your third? (laughs) If you've already heard it, you know the answer. But doesn't she sound like again? She's in fucking mortal fear every time she has to be asked a question. She sounds like she's running away too. Like, I I wish she would have just said Spice Girls. Fuck you, <laughs> Raven. I. It's almost like she's teacher's pet in school. She's like Beatles, and then um, is it the Rolling Stones? She, like she got the first one right away, like a reflex, but the second one she struggled with. Yeah. And the and the third one is going to be like one of those where you're going to see her brain like melting down in a pot. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say the wrong. I don't no, to... it's, there's no wrong or right. There's what do no you wrong say? Thing. <laughs> Apparently Rush is the wrong answer. Uh, say Rush. <laughs> Come on. Pink Floyd? Who? Pink Floyd? All right. Go up and clean. It's fine, honey. I love Okay, so I just wanted to play that one because she's doing the vacuuming and it sounds like, you know, she's under duress uh, every time she's got to answer this. Uh, Sam. How many people start vacuuming their mansions at 7 a.m.? Just curious. (laughs) Do you think that was just like an affect that that was just like, let me show, let me make sure people know I'm doing something? Absolutely. That's her way of... of, um, just being like, I'm, I'm such a good wife. And yeah. he just wants her to clean because there's no way in hell he'd do a thing. He would not lift one finger in that freaking palace of his. Okay, fair enough. Uh, clip number two really made me angry. This one is called, Please Kill, Somebody Please Kill Wiggy Now. So first of all, I got to tell you in my life, people send me, they hear me on the radio say, please don't bother me. I don't want to be bothered with any kind of injustice in the world. I don't want to know. I want to keep my head in the sand. I don't want to know about any of it. I got my own problem. I was on my on the phone with my mother for two and a half hours yesterday. I got plenty of problems. Oh my god, two and you a know. half hours. Two and a half hours figuring out her life. No one Jeez, figured out my a, life when I was young. She came up with a problem. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, Raven. Right away, two and a half hours with Don Buckwald, not his parents. What? What else could he be upset about right about this time of year? And we all know the rumors flying around with Jim Myers gone. He's scrambling. 
I thought he said in the clip uh, at one point he goes two hours on the phone with my mother. He did, but I'm saying it's a lie. Oh, okay, okay. So you think it's just complete bullshit and it's all about contracts. And, yes, or absolutely. in this case, our, in our belief, the lack thereof. Right. I think uh, they're Sam? still negotiating. Okay. Or devil's advocate say he is on the phone with his mother for two and a half hours. I think we're hearing the torture of it, but I think Norman Bates, like he enjoys <laughs> this sort of rhetoric of her, you know, kind of descending into this old age, almost dead senile area in her life. And any sort of complaint, he can't reference his, he can't reference his parents anymore. He can't go to Ben for contract talks. He can't rely on his parents for entertainment. Hence why he makes impressions of them every chance he gets. So say he is on the phone with her for two and a half hours. I think he enjoys torturing himself because it makes him feel better. Like, see what I did? I went on the phone for two and a half hours. Ah. Uh. Well, that's that's a possibility. The other thing is also if he was, I, I think he, I think he enjoys the fact that he's financially, you know, he's taking care of them, so to speak, and he feels this power. But yet, wasn't it not too long ago where he bitched and moaned because they left their house to Ellen? Yes. yes. And he was bitching to I don't know. I think it was um, Anderson Cooper. And saying, like, shouldn't you, you know, isn't it traumatizing when you leave the house to one child and not the other? And shouldn't you, you know, mm -hmm. itemize each, you know, he didn't say it like that, but he kind of implied, you know, how fair is that? And this fucking multimillionaire. Anyway, it just gets worse and worse, this clip, guys. So I apologize in advance. But yeah, Sam. And wouldn't you want to be able to financially take care of not only your own immediate family, but your parents, if they really live that long? If you had the ability to give them the creme de la creme of hospice care or aftercare, yeah. once they live past 90, that should make you feel good, not bad. Yeah, but he's such a narcissist. Yeah, Raven. It's also content for the air. So yeah. Like a, and, a phrase or a complaint or a Dr. Schlaufman story. <laughs> <laughs> Yay for that. listeners. Yeah, resign. Yeah. And as you'll hear with this Machine Gun Kelly guys, in the old days, he would have cut this thing short after 15 minutes. But now because he's so desperate for filler, what's he going to do if Machine Gun Kelly doesn't fill that, those two hours? He's got nothing in the tank. He's got nothing standing by. So let's continue. Every oh, day I got problems. So <laughs> listen. <laughs> You know, I sometimes sit down and I say to myself, I, I, I want to say to certain people in my life, pretend I died. Oh, I died every day, every day. How would, you, <laughs> figure it out How would okay. you handle your life if I was dead? <laughs> and no one's got an answer. Oh, my God. How is the answer to every problem? Actually, this is the funny part. Raven, go ahead. Well, we know what Robin's doing. She's throwing a party. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know that Beth definitely is. Um, the The thing is uh, with this particular clip, and I, I don't know that we'll get through all of it. It's it, the, what struck me was: Do you know how many people are already writing books about him, just waiting for him to die and put it out and get some money off of the the real Howard Stern? Because with the I talked about this with Carrie. Um, when Bushkin, Henry Bushkin wrote the Johnny Carson book, I asked him, isn't there some kind of, it can't, it's not libel because the person's dead. Is it, what about the uh, lawyer, attorney, pay, attorney, 
client privilege. Current client client privilege. I'm sorry, I'm a little <laughs> fucked up this morning. Um, that uh, isn't he going over this? Well, first of all, he's not his his client anymore at that point. But second of all, he's dead. So the attorney that thing is, becomes null and void within the event one of them dies. So then I asked him, what about the estate? He said there's a chance that the estate could have gone after Bushkin and contested it and sent him to court and stuff like that uh, for libelous reasons. But that more likely the reason why they didn't was because number one, most of it was true because this is a lawyer you're talking about. He's not going to put shit in the book if he can't prove it somehow. Uh, and then also if they bring attention to it, it's only going to sell more copies. And that's why they decided, no, fuck him, leave him. And that was the way it went down. They, they just let it, let it go. Sam. Also too, it's not just what they're going to be able to make off of book sales or whatever memoirs they're going to be able to write once he's dead. It's, the fact that there's a giant fortune that he has squirreled away and not spent as a rich person, properties, assets, just tons of fucking dough sitting around. Are you kidding me? Who wouldn't be happy or dead? They have, they'll have way more money, more money than they could dream of. Then they can invest it. Do you think for a second that he doesn't have a goddamn pile of cash he's just sitting on? I, I do. Raven? Well, if he doesn't put it in his coffin with him, who's going to be the executor that gets to make all the decisions and oversee stuff Ooh. and be the one who files the lawsuits when people start using his name or names from the show, writing books? And by the way, I think Will and um, Jason should do the real back office radio. So, oh, guys, yeah. I want that book first if we're going to get one. Oh, so yes, who, absolutely. Who, who do you think would make a good executor? Ralph? Who does he trust? <laughs> so he gonna fucking spend his fortune he's, on ecstasy and fucking. He's evil enough clothes. to to go after people like a pit bull with the yeah. right lawyers and the even right in, person even, in his ear. Even in even in death, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I th- I imagine it's literally literally going to transfer straight to Buckwald's daughter, and okay. who probably is legally bound to do certain things who knows because i can't imagine they're not going to have that thing airtight and figured out who exactly is going to take care of this for all we know and this, he could be donating all that money to some whatever the bullshit charity is just because of spite i don't want anybody to get it no one i can't take it with me you're not going to fucking get it none of the kids nothing yeah raven but what is what a shot what a slap in the face to beefus if he does do that and gives it to Ralph or splits it between the two of them somehow. I don't know. There's got to be a contract somewhere. I'd love to read oh, what God, happens. Yeah. After. yeah. That's a, that'd be a good thread for us to post. Okay. Let's keep going. Sorry. So when I get email and my agent forwards it to me, he, he's a good guy, Don. He, he tries. He, he tries he to keep things out, from you. He keeps out 99.9% of the things. The other day, I got a letter from a friend totally pissed off at me because I hadn't appeared in some project that they were doing. I said, I didn't even know about it. What project? <laughs> and I contact my agent. He goes, I said, no. You know, my agent says no to everything. Just Okay. He says no to everything. He tells the agent, refuse for me so I don't have to be the bad guy. Next 30 seconds, guys. Know that about me. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to be on anyone's show. I don't want to be anywhere. I want to sit in my basement and be left alone. I got calls coming in here all day. People looking for me. I'm a big dummy. What do I? I don't know how to solve your problem. 
Nobody solved my problems. I got news for you. Who do Nobody. you call? If they're all calling you, yeah, oh, who I do you them. call? Uh, yeah, I called my father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> called my father up. Sam. Resentment. He resents. He can't call Ben to deal with his problems. Just like he needed Ben to talk to about every single issue. And you know he did because he admitted it. He can't do that anymore. So he's resentful. And now we get to shit on the parents more. Also, listen to this. I'm a big dummy. I have everything kept for me. How much more insulated do you need to be packaged? Like bubble wrapped times 30. It's so embarrassing. Well, uh, just one second. I sec. need to be kept uh, from the world. I need to be in a fucking bubble. Okay, well, here's the situation. Uh, Raven, you first, please. Okay, laziest zookeeper. That's a phrase we use all the time. Mm -hmm. And now that he doesn't have Ben to go to, he's got Don. Like I said, mm -hmm. Don is his new daddy. So yep. it's, you know, I don't want to, like a tantruming child, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to do talk shows. I don't want to do this, that. And that's what Don hears. And that's what Don does. He, mm -hmm. he cock blocks every offer that comes Howard's way. That's why he's probably one of five people on a speed dial. And that's it. So on his whole phone, I mean, sorry. Okay. So in this, in this particular case, first of all, I have friends uh, angry with me that I'm not involved in their projects. I don't buy it. I don't buy people. If, I think by now people know, don't fucking talk to him. Don't fucking you know, call his agent, try to get a hold of him that way. And if they're personal friends, okay, they have his number fine, but I don't, I don't believe he's, you know, being called all the time for whatever. Don't buy it. People hate him. People mm -hmm. know he's a miserable asshole. So I think it's him trying to make himself feel more important, more wanted, whatever the fuck, especially in the wake of this is all this contract talk we're going to talk about. Agree. Oh, son, how are you? Let me help you. I never heard that. This is what I heard. What do you me? You big dummy. I told you not to study communications. You should have been an actuality. Oh, my goodness. That's what I heard. Lie in yourself. That's unbelievable. To yourself. Everyone. What, what if I hadn't lived? Imagine mm -hmm. a world where I never was born. How Thank would everybody be functioning? <laughs> yes, Sam. That's. Oh my God! Let's think about that for a second, guys. What what well, would we be like if we, we wouldn't be here? We wouldn't know no, each other. Probably not. That would be um, sad. Well, that would be. But the uh, the, just that like the thing is, so many people revolve around him because well, they're tied to his you know his his tit financially. But now that that's coming to an end, this is where the real test is. You actually t made a good point, Raven. Um, the Someone posted in our thing, who, if someone wrote a tell-all within um, the Stern organization, who would you rather it was? And a lot of people voted for, you know, Ralph and, you know, Robin and whoever else. And I think most people, I, I know I went with Jason. I'd go with Fred. Why Fred? I think Fred hates him and has hated him for a long <laughs> fucking time. But the idea True. that Fred would have to, and knowing that Fred writes such awful bits and is so painfully unfunny, I want the truth more than his awful anger, like this, this Martian, uh, vitriol and Jason would be way more, um, let's say, I don't eloquent and may way more, um, deep dishing, I suppose. You, Where, you think he'd be like XOXO gossip girl. I think he would be like, um, fucking crazy days and nights on speed. 
And um, the only the only downside, of course, is Jason wasn't there during the NBC years, so he couldn't know certain things. But I know that that little that fat fuck has mined the depths of every little secret in that organization. And Bowie, being the big Yenta that he is, probably told him all kinds of shit. So Jason would be my go-to. Um, Raven? Yeah, just today, Gary was saying, like, this was in uh, one of your videos, mm-hmm. that uh, Stuttering John got Gary drunk and found out what he earned for a salary back then. That, I love that so, clip. That was great. I love that today. Um, yeah. Anyway, so you know that he is going to be digging up all that information, that Gary's going to get drunk and talk to Jason and start bragging with his big mouth and yep. talking all proud with his ego. And Jason's just scrolling it all the way in his brain. And someday, hopefully, we get that. Right. And at the, that, the year of that clip, because people don't know, but it's on my other channel, um, the, it was 2004, early 2004, right before John left for The Tonight Show. And he, Bowie explains that at some point, at one point, uh, they were only making 10,000, he was only making about 10 grand more than John, Stuttering John at the time. And mm-hmm. Stuttering John left there making 85,000. Boys and girls, that means that Bowie was not even making $100,000 a year as Howard Stern's producer well into the, the private parts years, you know, and there are. <laughs> so just imagine how cheap you fucking have to be that your producer is scraping to make ends meet in New York. Because he was living, what, they live in Connecticut, right? Now they do, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, seriously, is he like a civil servant? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and and you stayed that long for that? He made way more at serious, but I'm sure it wasn't, you know. Yeah, Go ahead, Raven. Well, he he had no real experience. He was an intern. Right. So he had a college degree and he had a small internship. And I'm sure they used that against him his entire career. Like, Absolutely. we brought you into the industry, not yep. anybody else. You had no experience until us. You owe us everything. We made <laughs> and you. His, yeah. And his CV is littered with fuck-ups and sleeping on the job later. <laughs> that was my favorite video of all time. <laughs> DeBase sent in that video of him sleeping and the lips smacking. Someone made a gif of that. And I go, imagine that putting this on your resume, going to your next job. <laughs> and they well, already after, know all this about you. <laughs> after they came back from Arsenio, he wanted them to sit with him on the plane. But instead he yeah. drank orange juice and he <laughs> fell asleep there too. <laughs> My, I love that one. My favorite is when Sal would just bust in this, bust in the office with either the Gary mask or some sort of confetti. And yeah. he's just unbelievable. I don't think they could. I think everyone would be in a Thank uh, God a, they had you. I'm the Messiah. <laughs> That's what it feels like sometimes. I don't want to be the Messiah. I just want to be a regular person. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Go ahead, Sam. <laughs> I just want to like cut in with Jesus walks. Jesus walks with me. <laughs> like Kanye West. <laughs> He's like fucking mental. Raven said to, to pick this one. I would have missed this actually, but uh, I, when I went through it, I said, great catch. How many yeah, times has he like... done the Jesus pose? <laughs> that, he that was, wants that... to be the Messiah. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, wait a minute. Doesn't Jewish people not believe in Jesus? True. Right. <laughs> Come on. What, okay. what, what was, what, how was, what was it the way Artie he, put it? Because they were asking Sal, do you, th- you think the Jews, there were real, there really was a Jesus and, you know, pe- the Jews really killed him? Artie goes, well, uh, the Romans killed him, but the Jews put the hit out. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what everyone else does. Oh, how? Something terrible's happening. Oh, yeah? <laughs> 
Well, what do you want me to do? I don't I don't have a job. I don't have any money. Well, I don't have any. Terrible. I don't know what to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I should have been like my father. I'd be like, Howard, I need your help. Oh, yeah? Leave me alone. I'm reading the newspaper. <laughs> Imagine in 2020 still doing that fucking tired. I can't play any more of that, guys, because if any of you, I know Ravens uh, now without parents and, you know, some of you guys out there have just been burying parents, you know, over the last few years, um, as we all do when we start to get to that age. And he's still got his parents. He doesn't know how fucking lucky he is. And they were wonderful to him. That's what gets that one. They, it gets me angry about that. Cause I, you know, I'm living in Asia 20 years and I don't see my parents regularly. So it makes it, you know, if you get along with your parents, it, that would be, that would be um, a bit of a difficulty. Yeah. Go ahead, Raven. Well, that's part of the anger that comes up during the show is him c- just constantly complaining. And it's like, you have never lost a person in your life. Not you've mm-hmm. lost C- six Yanka, the <laughs> dog and <laughs> Apple and all these other animals, but he hasn't lost any people. And, um, yeah, you know, it's, it sucks losing a parent. I, my dad got me into this show. Mm -hmm. So if it weren't for him, I wouldn't be here, but Mm -hmm. it's just, he's, he's disgusting. We know this and it's terrible. It's clip number three, horse shit about Beth's, Beth's teachers, the matchmakers. You know what my parents gave me? This horrible face. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks. It's been very easy. True. Yeah. That face is fine. Uh, it's true. Very sweet. Thank you. <laughs> I'm talking to Beth the other day. You know, Beth, gorgeous, professional model. Blah, blah, blah. She talks about her life. I can't even believe it. <laughs> and that sounds like a fairy tale. Uh, <laughs> I knew Sam would jump right on top God. of it. Could you professional imagine model. It's, like, it's like staying at the Disney movie and Elsa's like has a fucking castle in detroit it's such a bullshit bullshit lie when he, she was when he, a professional model you worked in catalogs when he does when he does this kind of bragging it reminds me of like um don knott's three's company when he'd go they go uh what's your name ah, rf and landlord <laughs> like he gave his credential or whatever anytime we had to which of course you know really impresses people when you have to tell them exactly what you were about uh and they don't know automatically raven well beefus is the the pittsburgh princess so that's her castle that yeah her kit you know bob the the fraud doctor and uh <laughs> bob, bob, bob <laughs> her stressful. mother that groomed her my god yeah go ahead sam but even more so, being married to someone for as long as they have been, so and they've been together for 20-plus years now, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that you have to keep referring to yourself as this, you know, ghoul, and that I'm married to this a, a professional model. Like, we know. You say it every time. So this is all you you guys are. She's the professional aging model for catalogs, and you're a ghoul. Congratulations. <laughs> Like, yeah. what, what do you want yeah. from us? Yeah. What is it's like, it's saying? Like, it's a demented Disney thing, like the goblin and the ghoul. The goblin and the, I don't know, the, the, the empty wine if, cellar. If I don't Beauty know. and the Beast were on fucking Coke <laughs> and a wine cellar. <laughs> Some Zannies. Ta-da! Yeah, Tale exactly. as old as time, people. Okay, the last little bit. He's telling me the other day, she was in high school. And she uh. was dating a guy. Her teachers would come up and say, are you dating so-and-so? And she'd say, yeah. And, and they'd say, he's not good enough for you. 
<laughs> they were giving her love advice. They bullshit. <laughs> this is the same. This, the, remember, it just it falls in line with that story of the principal. You know, went on his motorcycle and you know visited her after she he you know she got busted getting drunk at the prom and she got suspended, which also is a bullshit story. Like she might have got fucked up and might have got suspended, probably for blowing the principal or something. But I don't I don't believe for a second any of these you know whimsical. You know, Pittsburgh Princess High School, you know, it was probably more like Carrie. Go ahead, go ahead, <laughs> go ahead Sam. Did you, did you guys watch The Keepers, that Netflix documentary where it's like it, it was a Catholic school in Boston and the priests were all fucking the kids and it ended up they killed a nun who found out about it. It's a really good documentary. This is how I figure like Beth's high school is. It's not, she, they're not being nice to her giving her rides home. They might be fucking her for grades i don't know like i don't I, i'm not seeing this like loving tale in high school and it's so odd that he yeah. knows about it better than she does he, right. he mythologizes yes. her high school in this weird creepy way right and she's what 50 or she's approaching 50 now and this is what <laughs> she's going 48. on the- 40. Okay, let's let's just make her fifty for the sake of round numbers. We're taking care of her, even the teachers, male teachers, of course. Uh, yeah. Well, they knew though; <laughs> they can tell a rat. <laughs> no, they can tell a whore. Um, so I can tell the student will take it up the ass for a B plus. Um, this last one, uh, this is a long one. Fake caller asking about future plans. We know it's a fake caller because it you you'll hear it, guys. It's there's no getting around it. Hey, Tom, what's up? Hey, Howard, I, you know, I'm in and out of the show, so I apologize if this has been addressed already, but I was just wondering if uh, with Shuley's move to Alabama, is that indicative of you not re-upping when your contract is over? Sounds too calm, too. It sounds like it's written down for him, and most callers that get on the air have a little bit of, if they're real callers, they have a bit of nerves, connections worse. This sounds appropriately choppy enough, but it's still... I, I don't buy it. This is just him directing. We don't have real colors on the show anymore. Um, Raven? I noticed more and more it, it, some, when somebody mentioned this, it really came, it rings true for me, is they mm-hmm. don't always give a city that the caller's from now, nowadays. Yeah. And I'm not sure that this caller gave his city. or No, he didn't. It just okay, said Tom. So yeah. There, yeah. And the connections are sometimes really horrible. Just, yeah. And, that, and, and I know anybody could be yeah. horrible but sometimes raven have you tried calling on the regular show in the morning because i have like a lot just to see and it doesn't go anywhere there's no <laughs> no i haven't literally and figuratively there's have... nobody that answers like i get on jim and sam all the time and i and it's i regularly they know who i am now like oh, they know i'm using, sam from they're Buffalo. using they're using Zoom as well. They're not in studio, are they? No, they're not in studio, but their producer, who is the one who usually answers the call, and when I call mm-hmm. in, I can hear the radio show. So yeah. usually I'm listening to the radio show versus a ringtone. So mm-hmm. when I call, it's the show, and then sure. like about a minute or so later, the producer will come on and say, hi, who is this? And then they'll say, what? Uh, I'll say what I'm calling for and they put me on or I make it to work before I can, you know, get on the show. But with Howard, you call that number. It goes to nothing. It goes to end. (laughs) There's nothing, nothing. (laughs) 
how symbolic. <laughs> I'll have to give it a shot some morning. Try I it. I will too. I will too. The 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 times I've ever gotten on hold uh, got on hold. I will tell you that I called in as a gay caller, and they were they let me through no problem. <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> I, the gotta be tra- so, I gotta be yeah. trans. Yeah, pretty much. Oh. Well, you bring up a topic that I feel strange about. You know, I don't want to say what's going down here, but I don't know. Oh. I'll be honest with you. I don't have any new contract. <clears throat> and cough, cough. I'm uh, done here, and so is Robin. We're we're all under the same kind of time frame. He said, he just said right there, I'm done here. And you hear the tone of his voice. Yeah. That's not the tone he usually had in 2010, near the end of 2010, or 2009, rather, near the end of 2015, when they had that fake mm-hmm. Sal's crying bit, you know, oh, God, you're going to retire, all that shit. Um, it sounds like someone who's completely defeated knows that he's got no leverage, and we've said it over the last few shows, that he's just, he's, he's done, guys. Uh, yes, Raven. I've never heard him sound like this, and I've never. listened to every contract talk he's had. Right. There's usually like a little giddiness or like taunting them with other options that he's got to do. And this right. time, it's it's not dancing around anything like that. It's just no. he's clammed up 112% totally. Mm-hmm. Sam? Also, the fact that in previous articles that were talking about his contract where he was trying to get press to excite Sirius XM about renewing, but he didn't have a renewal. Like Raven said, it was a different tone in his voice. Also, Jim Meyer was a part of the process. So in those articles that were talking about re-upping, Jim Meyer said, I hope we come to a solution. I hope we come to an agreement. Well, guess what happened to Jim Meyer? He's gone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? And typically, I don't know about other corporate ventures, but in Hollywood, at least, when a CEO or someone in charge of a certain wing of a department of whatever movie company leaves, it usually signals a drastic departure in the way they approach how they're releasing films, their marketing films going forward. I think the biggest biggest example I can think of is the um, Kathleen Kennedy thing in the Star Wars, because um, a lot of the fans just hated hated the direction they ended up taking, the SJW direction. Yeah, go ahead, um, Raven. There definitely could be the start of a whole cleaning of the house. Mm-hmm. Now, we just started the fourth quarter, so the financials should have been in for the next year's projections. And mm-hmm. that could mean this Jennifer Witz Vitz, that is taking over for Jim Meyer, she probably has a whole gang of people from AMC. And it's just a matter of time, I wonder, till when they start trickling in, if they yeah. haven't already. We just yeah. aren't hearing about it. Who knows? That's right. Right. Because you're right. They also bring in their own crew. They want to work with who they want to work with, not whoever. And other right. CEOs that she can't move. But anyway, uh, let's continue with the rest of this. We've got, I think, uh, till the, the last, till the first two weeks in December, and then we're done. December, yeah. And uh, I don't really know. Take care, brush your hair. What's going to be. I'm going to be honest. Uh, don't the, let the door hit you on the way out. I still enjoy doing the show. <laughs> I told you. Oh. <laughs> you know, this is this is this is I, I know it sounds it sounds self serving, but there are clips that I play I could almost like mark a track down track listing of when Sam's gonna laugh. And it's usually something very simple like that. Robin was alive and wasn't uh, with that fucking cancer. That <laughs> died several years ago. I yeah, haven't well, told him yet. <laughs> You know, 
thank God she beat cancer so I could continue working. He actually caught himself. Like, she actually stopped him from, she, he had to backtrack. So like, he basically said she's finished. He's kind of, in my, in my opinion, it sounds like he's admitting she's a goner. Like this chemo's not working, um, you know, where she's, you know, it's in, she was in remission, but now it's back. It's, we know it's back, but, um, and then, and then this whole idea that the mythology of, oh, well, if she's gone, I'm gone. No, no. If there's marbles on the table and she's not around, he'll still find something to do. Sam? He had no steam. None. Even after <laughs> her cancer. So yeah. what he should have done is paid everyone handsomely from yep. all the money he's made and said, everyone, go live your best mm-hmm. life. Thank you for everything you've done. Here's yeah. all this fucking money. Here's all mm-hmm. the money I'm going to spend in the rest of my life considering I don't do anything. And everyone be happy. But no. No. Nope. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yep. Try again. <laughs> it's all right. And, uh, no, but in all seriousness, I'm I'm going to be frank with you. I I don't know what's going to happen. I'll tell you. Uh, I I told you that this uh, guy Jim, who we work for, Jim Meyer. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I enjoyed working with him, and it made the job very comfortable and comforting. Comforting. It sounds like something you you say about someone in palliative care. It's comforting. <laughs> that means he's gone. Go ahead, Sam. Well, I'm the language sorry. is very telling. Uh, right. Like I love my boss, but I don't think of the word comforting when I think of my employment. <laughs> That's so fucking odd. Also, yeah. You know what? We're we got so much to go through. Just go. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> but he's retiring, and it got me thinking. I don't know, you know, I know my agent has talked to uh, Sirius. I don't, I don't know where they're, I don't even ask my agent. I don't even know where they're at with this thing. Bullshit. Uh, and I don't even know that the talks are going on at this point. Well, what the fuck? One, oh, go ahead, Sam. Yeah. Well, maybe this new person that's coming in and I feel like this is a real, this is a real point where Sirius XM needs help with and oh, yeah. maybe they're bringing on this new person is they don't really invest with social media and interactions and right. Instagram and Twitter. And they really don't understand how to market themselves mm-hmm. and the channels no, as not even cohesively where you can have like, you know, breakfast club that's doing really well or Jim mm-hmm. and Sam or this and that, but none of them, people don't even know sometimes it's serious XM because a lot of these people stream them on different avenues. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like maybe that, yeah, you guys are all shitting the bed because you're all fogies and you don't even know what the fuck you're doing. Goodbye, Jim. Well, See you. Well, let's, be, let's be honest and let's, let's be real. Cause I'm keeping it real. Um, the time, like you brought in Marcy to get him into the fucking 21st century. And what did she do in the end? Twitter spamming. And it became to nothing because you know how many people are still saying even online in these groups, it, it didn't he retire? <laughs> You know, that's not good for your Q rating when people don't know if you're active or not. Yeah, a lot of people, they don't know if he's still alive, let alone <laughs> still on the air. They don't know who he is. I posted the comments in the picture yeah. that Beth, yeah. Beth and yep. Howard and Ellen were tagged in. And yep. people were like, "What is? who is this person Colton is with? Nobody knew who the fuck those two people were. Yeah. People were like, why is Colton, oh, The Bachelor's marrying someone? He's, who is this? Right. Who is this person? Nobody knows who he is. Just a cadaver. 
So, you know, look, I don't know where I'm going to end up or what's going to be. Shuley did something on his own. He didn't check with anybody. Yeah, Shuley was, the move to Alabama was irrelevant about whether or not I, you know. That's caring. Shuley would love to hear that. Shuley about that. But, uh, you know, I can't give you with 100%. You know, I'd like to do something in the future, but I, I, and I, and I hope it's with here, you know, at Sirius XM, you know how I feel about the company. he sounds completely defeated. You got, you can hear it in his voice, Raven. He's not that good of an actor. His energy is just flatlined. It was almost like he went from saying Robin's fucking cancer twice. Yeah. And then just this whole like just deadpan, yep. no lift in his voice, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And you know yeah. how he feels about the company, right? Like suing them. and <laughs> Twice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, how he feels about them. A piss yeah. on this audience. Yeah, I need, I need buy to get some that, fucking uh, calendars. I need to get that Scott Salem clip where he goes, fuck everyone. <laughs> we were integral in, in making satellite radio happen, but I don't really know what's going to be. And I don't react well to change. Maybe something will be worked out, but I really don't know. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, given the fact that, uh, I mean, you seem to be balls deep in this whole painting thing with the coronavirus, et cetera. <laughs> the guy's still on the line. That's when you know it's a fake caller. Like, he's literally keeping him on to talk to him. And like, I don't have a friend. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, you would be interrupting him 10 times if you were a real caller. Uh, yeah. You seem to be going bulls deep in this painting. What is he, fucking Van Gogh in his next life? He's Are only you balls kidding? deep into Ralph. I mean, come on. Maybe, let's look. There you go. Maybe he'll develop a style of painting like Pollock, where he just like throws the paint on the wig and starts throwing it at the canvas. <laughs> Metam, yeah, Metamucil. That is his Metamucil period. And there's a lot of right. things changed over the last several months, and you know, I just wondered how that weighed on your uh, potential decision. Well, I'm like Jim. You know, I mean, Jim probably said to himself, "Hey." He's probably a painter too. He probably wants, you know, I swear to you. I have Jim paints. I don't know. I think Jim's painting. That's what I think. No, that's sometimes I fantasize about my life, about. Uh, away from uh, your basement? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry when I get these references to his basement. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> sorry. Do you just think. Do you just think. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's referred he's referred to his basement so much through his life. I just feel like that you've got mail and like it's just like it's like that with like nine inch nails and just yeah. Ralph and lotion and fish Daylight. tanks and fucking bowling. It's just right. awful. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go I picture <laughs> I picture more like Silence of the Lambs kind of style where Beth is just lowering baskets of fruit down at him and then you got Ralph in a cage like the Gimp in Pulp Fiction. I don't know. It's some weird weird messed up thing. I just like, and like wigs I picture, I so think in his basement he has a room where it's just walls of wigs that he tries on. It, it, it puts the wig glue in the basket. It does this whenever it's told. Go ahead, Raven, please. I think he has racks of shoes underneath of like super high heel pumps and yeah. you know totally. stripper shoes. 
or he's got a hundred of the same predispressed boots and he's looking at like, which one do I wear? Which one, which one this day? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Then he throws a scarf around him, a Varvedo's scarf <laughs> to top it all off. <laughs> Who, Who went out of business, feet? by the way? <laughs> What's that? Who, Who has, has the bigger the feet? Bigger him or, feet? Yeah, him or, him or Beth. Ooh. Him. He's got a 16 and she's a 13. But that's a men's women. 16? So. No, sure, her, hers propor- proportionally, hers are, are larger. But I mean, he's got the bigger feet, I'm sure. It is 16, right? For him, for a guy like him? The sizes are different for men. Um, Six, I don't nine, remember eight. the, uh, what's the, what's the uh, corresponding size for women? I think it's like a, they might be even, they might, they might even be able to wear Maybe. the same shoes. Okay. We'll keep an eye on Instagram. <laughs> okay. Let's take a look. Away from uh, radio and stuff. And, you know, Jim said he wants to spend more time with his family. Well, it must be some great family. What a great family. You would know, Robin. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Was it somebody recently, was it you, Sam, or someone else asked about, wasn't it uh, her brother who got, his house was foreclosed a few years ago? That was you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, she, her brother had to let his house go into foreclosure, her actual brother. So I don't think she has any relationship with him, although she still has a relationship with his nephew, with her nephew, which is his son, obviously. Uh, so Robin talking about family. Ooh, and no, don't go there. Don't go there. The word family (laughs) to them. It's like that breaking bad episode. It's like the first or second one where the tub, they put the meth in the tub or they're trying to disintegrate the body and the whole thing, it like burns through the tub, burns through the fucking floor, burns through the body. You can't say family to these people. They don't get it. No. Spend any time with my family. Uh, you, I, I, that's how you got into radio. You want to get away from your family. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't Honestly, I do not know what's going to be, but. Your buddy will end up son doing something, and by buddy I mean me. So, go ahead, Sam. This is existential bullshit. Go ahead. Robin got into radio to get away from her family. Okay, didn't Robin have her family call in multiple times? Once on Mother's Day, where he talked to Mrs. Quivers. Remember. If- they visited the studio actually, and they, and I remember I, I'm desperate to find this clip. Everybody I know who has the show, it's truncated because it's at the end, and I don't. I have the show, but it, it's it, again, it's it's missing that part. From from what Benjamin says, Ben uh, sorry not Benji, Fred and 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 um, uh, Jackie were just horrified. Like you wrote all this crap about your parents, and then you're bringing them in the studio. You know what right. I mean? Like this is post post book. And post allegations and all this stuff. And then she's acting like, oh, here's my mother and father and stuff. If you really had that happen to you, you would, could not run away fast enough from your parents who did not protect you and did all this. So that's why all those years, guys, I'm going to maintain, I think Robin's bullshitting about her. Maybe she got abused, physically abused, but I don't believe the molestation one bit. Sorry. And I know you're supposed to in 2020 believe all people who, uh, who, you know, claim they were uh, sexually assaulted and stuff. But not if you read her book, she's an incredible liar. Go ahead, Sam Raven. I think that her 34 narcissism is sort of like, it's like her passive aggressive way of showing them like, look what I've done. Look what I've accomplished. Look right. at me. I'm so wonderful. Oh, oh, that's, oh, yes, absolutely. And she, cause she wanted to lord it over them. And if you read her book, she's a monster. She really is a horrible, yeah. horrific human being, guys. That's why it's so, you know, and those who didn't read her book hate her. If they if they read her book, uh, they just hate her that much more. Sam? And then the narcissism is 
personified in those giant gloves in the fighting outfit she wears when she's on her book tour. So you, just, you literally, it's a cartoon, like right. Looney Tunes cartoon size boxing gloves that she oh, wears. Please. It's, please. it's fucking ridiculous. It's like, oh, okay, so that's why you made up this bullshit. Yeah. So you can look like the biggest fighter on earth. Yeah, and we have the clip of her saying after the fact, like in 2004, so I made it all up. I was told to make things juicy by the publisher. That was Judith Regan, actually was the editor. And um, she said, you know, you got you to gotta make it sell. Raven. Please make that a Photoshop or put that picture into this podcast. <laughs> what, the Robin <laughs> with her glove? So that bad. one's going to be tough because that's one of those um, stock photos that's copyrighted. Oh. So I'll see what I can do. If I can alter it enough and change it enough, it'll, it'll work. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. No, I'm good. Okay, let's go. Stay tuned. Appreciate what you're doing. Uh, yeah, I, can, I can't tell you what's going to happen. He doesn't know if you'll be able to hear it, but he'll be doing something. I'll be doing something. Whether or not we're together, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll take care of myself. Thank don't worry. Be, being loyal fans and always sticking with me and, you know, always uh, being there for me. And, and I've always tried to be there for you. But when I wasn't telling you to, I wasn't, when I wasn't saying I was going to piss on my fans. I'm not really sure what's going to be. You know, if this is, you know, the the final, the last dance, as they say. Right. uh, I will have been very upset that we didn't have time to to (laughs) contemplate the last dance. (laughs) Robin wants to write the the Dead Sea Scrolls (laughs) worth of farewells. Go ahead. I I was there for you on a Friday, but that ended. I was there for you on a Thursday, (laughs) but piss off. (laughs) (laughs) And Johnny Carson saying, man, this guy knows how to take some vacations, doesn't he? <laughs> I just want to correct my, myself from earlier. It was the, the quote, I believe, is buy a calendar, you cheap fucks. I had said and it wrong I, before. And actually, it wasn't even that. It was more like, you know, it was something else. It was along those that those lines, but I've never, I, there, the clip doesn't exist where he actually says that. It just became much more, much funnier than, you know, but he did say something. <laughs> you know All what, these cheap really assholes. funny. <laughs> making people buy a calendar <laughs> <laughs> or giving it as a christmas gift <laughs> you make people buy a calendar if you do yeah. that like at my work they every year they say oh what kind of calendar do you want you want this desk one do you want an agenda do you want a wall one they give us like four options and that's okay. like a free thing they give us because yeah. you know who the fuck would buy and you'd make them buy a calendar mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. yeah Unless you're some kind of dictator. When mm. the people who've been with us all this time. Yeah, I think what we could do, it might not be the most exciting <laughs> last show, but. You're telling us. I mean, <laughs> like maybe, this? you know, we would devote the last show to all the people who work here. Like the like the Howard TV guys, <laughs> you fucking shit canned on the air. <laughs> Yay. Ta-da. Hang with them. Not just Ronnie and, you know, the ones you know. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. You know, I, I really do not know what's going to be. I can't tell you uh, that. I think the last conversation I had with my agent was like, oh, I haven't heard from anybody or something. I mean, it was like one of the, you know, Lies. Like, oh. <laughs> or true. Yeah, exactly. Go ahead, Sam. Because he hung out hung on so long this has all the excitement of a local news like spectrum news and somebody's retiring and you're like okay <laughs> and? you know what i mean 
Like, uh, okay. Cool. <laughs> you're waiting. You're waiting for the hook. Okay, whatever. You know. I was just t- sort of talking about this with somebody last night, as a matter of fact. And um, yeah, was the it your cats? Dis- was it Captain Dennis? <laughs> say a, a lengthy goodbye almost made me. I mean, I almost came to tears. Mm. You know, like I imagined that we'd ha- we'd know this was what was happening, and we'd have a long time to to get used to the idea. Yeah. But- oh my fucking lord! Go ahead, Sam. <laughs> Were you crying on Blaze? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, poor Blaze. <laughs> the, 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 the weight he has to bear. He had to bear. Poor, 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 poor. Go ahead, Raven. Holy fuck, has she forgotten who she works for? Yeah. She knows this man has no emotion whatsoever, and he gives two fucks if he's getting the hell out of there, and the last thing he wants to do is sit how, around and commemorate how, with people. How and dare you, Raven? Human... He gave her wind chimes. <laughs> <sighs> Like 10 foot tall wind chimes. Oh my lord. Well, the other thing is, like, this this whole sort of, like, you guys remember, you know it, the gift from the uh, AGT promo tour where he's slumped, like, they're waving, Heidi and Mel B are waving, and he's going, that's, this is the vocal personification of that. I might have to just clip that and put it on a (laughs) continuous loop for this video. Saying we're leaving, I just don't know what's happening, which is odd. I'm just saying, if it happens, I, I... will have felt that, you know, I've wanted longer to say goodbye. In fact, you've been, <laughs> oh say, you've been saying goodbye for the last fucking 10 years. Just just be honest. I don't want to play any more of that because it's just more of the same. There's still two and a half minutes, and I just oh. cannot get through that. So Thank let's you. go Let's go, <laughs> go straight into Machine Gun Kelly interview, which was on the 23rd. And this first clip is called Machine Gun Shithead Wakes Up Out of His Pothead Stupor. Not oh. a, not a, well, yeah, go ahead, Sam. So I just want to give a little bit of uh, bio for Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, please do. Okay. Okay. Well, when I first uh, Googled him, it came up with a different person's name. Actually, his name was George Kelly. (laughs) Yeah, the actual Machine Gun Kelly. His name was George Kelly Barnes. And he was a bootlegger in the 20s and 30s and a gangster that was pretty big time. Uh, He was born in 1895 and he went to Alcatraz and he died in Leavenworth in 1954. But then... Once I realized that I was looking at the wrong person pretty quickly, I was just interested in that other person's biography. He seemed way more interesting than this <laughs> fucking loser. Just, just a little but, bit. But uh, uh, Machine Gun Kelly, the musician, actually had a pretty saddish life. He yeah. his real name is Colson Baker, and he was born in uh, 1990. He, early life, like they were talking about, his parents were missionaries in Egypt and Germany, and his mom left him. Uh, he went back to Denver uh, with his dad and his aunt. So that's why when he was talking about his aunt, who he loved so much, that passed away. That was really sad for him because that was like, uh, I guess, one of the only people who cared about him. Mm-hmm. Um Following that departure of his dad, he stopped going to school. But then in 2005, his dad tried to retrieve him and take him to Kuwait, which is fucked up beyond belief. Okay. And he was forced to return stateside to Cleveland, which is where he attended high school. People made fun of him. He was bullied, but he said he was going to be famous. A local T-shirt uh, shop owner, manager, 
uh, became his manager and he had this rapid fire delivery. So he gave him the name Machine Gun Kelly. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um, then in 2010, he came up with this mixtape, which was uh, pretty much what people who were doing uh, music without a record label did, this mixtape thing. And it was called 100 Words and Running. And he came up with the slogan, Lace Up. He also became a father. And uh, he still worked at Chipotle at the time when he was doing this. So people knew who he was, but he wasn't really making anything monetarily. And then he uh, signed to Blockstar's Music us did something with jackass and steve-o and then he met uh p diddy got signed and the rest is history yeah he started off as a uh, basically he he did the the m he did like the white rapper thing and ultimately he recently very recently did start going pop punk and i i've listened to the earlier stuff and i've listened to his pop punk and it's all fine if that's what you like but he he when he said he was 30 years old and i heard this interview i was like no way that guy's 30. he sounds like Mm -hmm. he's 18 and constantly baked worse than spicoli go ahead uh raven he's had like a life where he's really gotten knocked around quite a bit so i feel for him in that respect right and not having an education a great education that people could take advantage of him and his money Mm -hmm. and he he brings that up in the interview too so right. having lost your mom, your aunt, your dad, you know, he's just, he's a stunted child and he's walking around and what does he walk into? The Pelican's basement. Like he hasn't had enough <laughs> hardship in his life. Now he's right. got to sit through a two hour interview. I would smoke my brains out too. Well, it's he said he was hung over when he got into the interview and I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, that's about as professional as you can get. Um, but either way, it's super early, whatever. Okay, fine, whatever. But um, Sam, you wanted to say. He, well, two things. First is, I think it's interesting. One of the things he said in the interview is he lives in a fantasy land and he has just made his fantasy his life, which is kind of incredible because most people don't get to do that. Like most people don't get to live out their fantasy. And yeah, it's fucked up. And yes, it's horrible. Mm -hmm. And he's totally stunted, like Raven said. But that is kind of incredible. The success he's had thinking about the life in the abandonment that he's come from. Right. right. So in that regards, good. But Fillmore, on your point about the music, he, everything that he played, I just, and I said this, a message to you guys, I grew up in high school in mm-hmm. Hollister and Abercrombie walking into these stores and I shit you not, it was Blink-182, Sum 41, yeah. Yeah. Uh, something corporate, brand new. And it was these songs, they remind me just like this. Yeah. It, yeah. it was dickless. It was dickless pop punk, fully produced to make it sound like palatable. Fallout so Boy. Fall I mean, they're Boy, be- yeah. even, yeah. even some of them are better. I'm not even going to debase some of these right. things. Like, right. But it all has that sort of origin. So to yeah. be like, oh, this is some new thing, it's not. <laughs> no. I've heard it. And- and Wig, the way he was going on, that one point you'll hear it when he talks about Post Malone, uh, when Post Malone covers from Nirvana, if as if that was like you know somebody covering Hendrix or something. I mean, Nirvana. Don't don't take get me wrong, guys. Nirvana was a legendary band, but not because they were complex songs or arrangements. It was just about the era, the, the lyrics, the time. And I mean, if Nirvana were released 
Um, if some of those songs were released 20 years later instead, I don't think they'd get the same acclaim. It was all a product of the time and the fact that Kurt killed himself that gave them all this weight. If he's still alive, Kurt Cobain, their Nirvana legacy is diminished in- entirely because he probably would have went a different way anyway. He was going to go, he did the acoustic thing. He probably would have went down that avenue and done maybe a blues thing. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Sam, uh, Raven, you wanted to say first. No, I did a fun thing this week with my daughter. I played her uh, My Bloody Valentine by sure. machine gun. And yep. I said, just listen to this. Don't look at the video or anything and tell right. me what you you think it sounds like or what okay. rank it one to 10. She's yeah. like, I give it a five, but oh. it sounds like the music you used to play in the car when you take me to grade school. And I laughed <laughs> because I used to play blink 182 for her when <laughs> I drove her to school. Exactly. And she totally picked it apart. And she doesn't know that Travis Barker is his drummer. Right. That he may have ghostwritten half the album or set up all the beats, at least, for him wow. to make the lyrics to. So, okay. yeah, my 11-year-old is spot on with her music, so I'm happy about <laughs> Sorry, Sam, one sec. I saw the video for the first time ever of What's My Age or something like that. And what's my age guys, again? Na- what's My Age Again? So these, these naked guys running down the street, and I'm thinking, that's right up Wiggy's alley. He must have had that on a fucking gay loop in his basement with the Nine Inch Nails <laughs> over top of it. <laughs> <laughs> Him and Ralph I mean, reenacting it. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. I to me, I love pop and I love punk, but do not marry the two and ever fucking play them in my presence again, or I will fucking pistol whip you. So this this bullshit, like Fallout Boys, I that I could not buy that because Green Day when his but his nasal whine sounds like Green Day if you hear the pop stuff yeah. and his his rap stuff. Well, I you know I just don't fucking give a shit because that's not my era. But uh, Sam, you wanted to say. So I'm fighting with you about Nirvana. I I do think, despite the fact he killed himself, I really think Kirk's Kurt's voice is, is soulful in a way, especially on Unplugged. That's just really well. And Dave Grohl was great. Like he was, yeah, yeah. There there was some, and the lyrics in some of those songs are very profound. So I'm gonna fight with you on that one. But eh, that's, no, he, I, that's I made neither mis- here nor there. Yeah, I made the, the mistake other- of over listening to Nevermind, and I can't hear it again. I just Agreed. I overdid it. Yeah, go ahead. I agree yeah. with Sam on this one. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm just a, I'm, I'm very I'm very opinionated about music in general. So, and I think there's nothing nothing against Nirvana. But go ahead. But Raven? I do disagree that Kurt didn't kill himself. I believe he was murdered. Oh, me too. So, me too. Ian Halperin yeah. will be- agree with you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this first clip is called Machine Gun Shithead Wakes Up Out of His Pothead Stupor. And it was really good. It was different. He woke was... you up. Hey, look at you. You look like you just rolled out of bed. Machine Can gun. you hear us? <laughs> oh, there you are. There he is. <laughs> Yo. Yo, what's up? How you doing? Oh, man. Yeah. I'm good. How are you? What time is it in L.A.? It's five thirty. <laughs> so hungover. Have you ever it's seen insane. this time of day before? <laughs> I've seen it. I was just on the opposite end of it. I was like saying goodbye to it. Okay, go ahead, Sam. Okay, so he didn't go to sleep. Let's just say that because mm-hmm. it's pretty much yep. what it is. Agreed. He didn't go to yeah. sleep. He looks like he hasn't bathed in two days. <laughs> That's yeah. not an exaggeration. Anyone. I don't care if you're a girl or a guy, if you've slept in a pillow or fucking were up for an exaggerated amount of time, you had some shitty hair gel in, this is what you look like. Crusty face, hair gel crusty, your clothes look 
hobo-ish. It's yeah, it's awful. the wake and sh- it's the wake and shake look, and he looks. You're right. Like he hasn't seen the business end of a Lever Two Thousand bar since I don't know Hendrix played at Woodstock. So <laughs> yeah, I, I mean yeah. he's really a, like a vile shit bag. But I mean, what would you expect from an eighteen-year-old <laughs> in I, a thirty-year-old's yeah, body? Yeah. You're so right. I, I really the sh- most shocking thing of this interview. There's a bunch of them, but it was the fact he's thirty. I was the like. That was it. Dying. And that, that mm-hmm. boggled me. So that when you guys said arrested development, you're not kidding. I mean, always, all in my head, all I was thinking was, aloha, Mr. Hand. Oh, uh, it gets a lot worse. Yeah. Okay. So the next one, Wiggy froths over Post Malone. And this is where I kind of laughed because he was making Post Malone into be like fucking uh, Rush or something. Yeah. Uh, so, so you say you're hungover, huh? Were, were you out last night? Uh, no, I was playing um, like a beer pong tournament with Post Malone. <laughs> beer pong when you're 30 guys it's Crap. a little embarrassing when you're over 25 and you're doing beer pong and then wiggy did beer pong with who was it was it paris hilton yeah so or no was, nikki nikki hilton i can't remember it was ivanka trump ivanka yeah. and trump. it was at bon jovi's hampton party wow. so he <laughs> wanted to get real toasted <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> is it the Bon Jovi? We can be doing beer pong. Oh, wait, wait. I'm sorry. It's even worse. It's Billy Joel's Hampton party. Oh, my God. So it's fucking Captain Jack will get you high tonight's Hampton party. He wasn't even barely present in it. Beth was like, you're going to be a bore. You're going to embarrass me. So he's like, I'm going to show you. So he does a bunch of shots and discovers beer pong. And he sees that there's cups in multiple tables and is confused. So he starts cleaning off the cups from the tables. And they said, no, this is for a game. So he says, oh, cool, man. And I'm going to play beer pong with Ivanka Trump. Wow. I imagine this fucking 50-something. This is a germaphobe, by the way. A germaphobe in OCD is going to play beer pong. Right. This fucking, he's basically, like, okay, if Machine Gun Kelly is 18 in a 30-year-old body, Wig is 13 in a 66-year-old body or whatever the fuck. Just, or, well, you know, at the time he was, I don't know, 58 or something. So just do the, play with the math, guys. But either way, too old, both of them to do this shit. Malone, his his shit's really... Oh, sorry, Sam. I don't even think, like, you're too... If you want to do this once in a while just for fun, if you're with your friends or you're camping or something, fine. Cool. You play beer pong. I don't... You know, I'm not judging it, but this, it sounds (laughs) ridiculous. You're in Hollywood. You're rich. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead, uh, Raven. I'm, like, the actuary around here. I did the math, and it's a 45-year difference from 13 <laughs> to 48 or 58. Okay. And for machine gun, it's only 12 years. Let's say an 18-year-old and a 33. Sorry, a 15-year. So Wiggy's doing like three times the amount of stunted growth that machine gun Kelly is. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Dustin. That's Hall. so brilliant. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Good. How'd you meet yeah. him? Where do you meet him? Um, I met him... Um, you really are hungover, dude. I feel like I'm. I met him. I met no, 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 not at all, not at all. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, I met him. I mean, years and years ago. You know what I mean? I feel like we all like. I I feel like the first time we all kicked it crazy was at like. 
It was like, I don't know, some random, like, Rob Kardashian's house or something. <laughs> okay, some random. Okay. By the way, guys, <laughs> I came up, I said to Raven and Sam before we started, <laughs> if you want to do a drinking game with this episode, here's your, here's your objective. You, whether you choose to <laughs> accept it or not, your mission. Every time there's a longer than, like, five seconds or longer pause waiting for an answer from Machine Gun Shithead, drink. <laughs> you will be fucked up in record time. I'm not, well, not record time because you got to wait those five seconds. Uh, yeah, Raven. Do you know how many, com- we had over a thousand comments in the live thread yes. during this interview. Right. That's our most ever. And yeah. it's a lot of it is just gifts because there was nothing to type. He was talking so slow about so much nothing. And Wiggy <laughs> let him go. Wait till you hear the other stories. The audio levels look like Sonny Von Bulow's heart monitor. <laughs> That's how much <laughs> yes. space there was in between spikes where someone was speaking. Sam? Raven, you know I participate when I can. Yes. But I ha- I was at work and I couldn't do it, but I just didn't care. I was like, okay, I'm going to hide and I'm going to yeah. barricade myself so I'm not seen. And because it was just that bad. You I were couldn't. Bald. I was to the wall that day. (laughs) I could not believe it. I go, what the fuck am I listening to right now? I couldn't believe it. And he kept trying to relate, which was even I. And then things like this. So he's talking about beer pong. I want to be like, why don't you talk about the big tournament you had on tequila with Ivanka Trump? You fucking poser. Cool. (laughs) Why don't you talk about being sequestered? Show show them all your cool guitars. Show Hold on. World of guitars behind you. Check out this Limp Biscuit thing I ripped off and blacked out the name of the uh, you know the pr- the producer of the uh, K Rock that really it belonged to. So um, hold on. This is the other thing, guys. Um, yeah, it was Deuce Chili, but also there's a Rolling Stone interview from like I, I I reference it a lot over the years. It's from maybe 2011, so post Artie and pre AGT, but he'd probably been doing the contract negotiations for it anyway. And um, in it, he says the, the the interviewer says a lot of people complain that you cut the guests off too much, and he said I think that's one of my strengths. You got to know when to cut somebody off. He let this shithead go on for two hours. Okay, whether you have sympathy for Machine Gun Kelly or not is irrelevant. In the old days, he would have when Ace Freely came in, wouldn't talk. This is two thousand five. Wouldn't talk about anything. He cut him off after like twenty minutes. Let him plug whatever it was he had to plug and let him go. That's what you kind of hope for. This thing, he was padding out this fucking thing. If Machine Gun Kelly decided to read Ulysses, you know, for the first page of Ulysses for about two hours, he would have let him. Raven? Howard, typically in the past with his questions, have been Machine Gun Wigasaurus. Yeah. So this one, he just sat back. He... Tried to be relevant somehow. Know what he was talking about. He stuff just crazy like um, woohoo stuff with numbers and nature later. He stuff that he mocks Sal for. He totally <laughs> let this guy just blabber yeah, on about. Forest Garden. He brought up ago, he, our forefathers brought her this nation he, he and of liberty. He brought up Quaaludes. Quaaludes haven't been manufactured for like like 25 years. (laughs) Let's go to Studio 54 this week, Machine Gun. Do you ever do shrooms? Angel dust? Ever do like yellow jackets? Nebutols? You know, like every fucking prescription, every every prescription drug that doesn't exist anymore on the market. Random, but yeah. 
Anyway, yeah, beer pong was, 10 years later, five so years later. So Post Malone's house looks like fun because I was watching, like when COVID first started, he did this concert from his house. and he Yeah, did the, the Utah whole, one? Yeah, and he did this whole yeah. Nirvana thing. Like he, he loves Nirvana and he did the whole album. And I didn't even realize how talented he was until, because I was never really into rap or anything. So guys, I can play Nirvana. It's not complex. Is it important? That's up for you guys to decide, but it's not difficult to fucking cover Nirvana. Go ahead, Sam. Okay. So we basically have the secret police, which is Howard for COVID. He's like the Stasi or the, you know, KGB for, did you leave your house? You know, and now it's Post Malone did a concert, even though it was COVID. And that was pretty cool. Like, no, the only reason he really paid attention to it was because Post Malone was wearing a dress. Right. (laughs) Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, that's what Kurt wore when he performed. Yes, it was a tribute. I think it was at Reading or Reading or Glastonbury. But yeah, he performed with a dress on and it was. Yeah. A decent performance. I had that on a bootleg ages ago. Uh, number three, who needs the World Cup when you have a beer pong tournament for 30-somethings? That's weird. Yeah. So when you go over there, you guys, how do you know you both don't have COVID and stuff? Am I the only one being careful around here? I mean, are you wearing masks? Or what's Grandma, going on? I mean, well, it was like a professional beer pong league, so it had to be like COVID tested and all that. <laughs> You mean you're in a professional beer pong league with Post Malone? <laughs> That's what I'm laughing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where you get the fucking uh, official, like, UEFA certification to host a beer pong tournament in COVID 2020. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, I'm really sure they're being safe. There's sanitizer everywhere <laughs> and COVID dusting. <laughs> Meanwhile, no one slept and they've looked homeless for fucking weeks. Okay. <laughs> I mean, are you, I love Howard, like pretending he's trying, he wants to ask this stuff because he's insane and this is his yeah. MO, but he's still trying to be cool at the same time. But right. for We're anyone gonna, else, oh, he, he lambasts them like his staff okay. for Big going time. out to dinner. Yeah. Raven. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So Wiggy's skater boy and skater boy yeah. is desperate to hang out and get his twink on with all these guys whose sexuality is kind of cloudy right now let's just say that's right and they're all having fun and they're the cool kids at the lunch table and he's desperate so that's yeah that's how i i picture it in his head like he imagines his fantasy is he's there hanging and they're all like high-fiving him and hitting him on the ass and stuff <laughs> grabbing his balls part. a little bit maybe <laughs> <laughs> Tweaking his nipples, you know, like just dripping hot wax on his scrotum. Go ahead, Sam. Raven, didn't you get the feeling during this interview? And because they weren't cool in high school, but they're cool now, he had more of a, I don't know, lecherous kind of like hopeful way of hanging out with these people because you guys know what it's like. I was a loser too. But I mean, he's like a real. You know, he's a real loser. They're like, actually, they have talent and ambition, whereas, you know, Wiggy just has envy. I don't know, closeted homosexuality and (laughs) tallness, indentures and a wig. But I was just like, the whole time I kept thinking he's he's bonding more with the fact that 
that they were <laughs> losers in high school. Correct. It's very much, it was very much Liberace and Scott Thorson, the way he was trying to groom him in the interview. Like, mm-hmm. well, you don't know any, because he clearly didn't know anything about Howard except maybe private parts, which he, he, he and didn't not, know. He met, nope. mentioned. He didn't know anything except for that. He and thought, he, yeah. He thought he made more than one movie. That's how <laughs> out of it he was. He goes, which movie? <laughs> and, and Howard's like, private part. <laughs> Or either that, or he just really didn't know what the fucking movie was. And then in like, oh, that, you know, it was almost like, it was like a fucking canon film or something. But here's the thing. Um, and we'll go through it all. Yeah. He desperately wants, because it, it's always flavor of the month. If Machine Gun Kelly all of a sudden stops selling records and Howard, let's say he has a contract and he continues in the next year, you'll never see Machine Gun Kelly on the fucking show again. But you're right. It applies to his twink fetish and this fact that this gangly fuck wearing pink and all this stuff. So I just thought of another old guest. Harry Styles came in with pearls, a white blouse. I think they were women's trousers. I'm not sure, but like high heel boots. Of course they were. That <laughs> he never returned his calls. Harry Styles never invited him to his lunch table. So now Wiggy had to go reach out for these other guys. They're just no one's no one's biting his line that he's throwing out there. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. But you know how predators they. Like uh, Jeffrey Epstein, for example, he didn't go to places in Palm Beach with rich heiresses and rich girls. He went to the scrub towns where they were poor trailer park apartment living kids with bad parents and bad childhoods, etc. And in New York City and everywhere else that he lived. Howard is not accepted, even if you were considered a loser at the, you know, yeah. Um, more affluent kids table. So now he's going for the really fucked up kids table. Yeah. And it's sad and pathetic. And I really, truly think it's kind of predatory how he's I want to see I want to see how it, this plays out. If he starts hanging out with Machine Gun Kelly, mm-hmm. I'm going to like call the police. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Raven. <laughs> I got another name for you. Bella Thorne. Yes. Yes, she had a fucked up life and she's out there doing all this partying out in Hollywood with the cool kids. And uh, Machine Gun has a connection to her. Her producer, I forget his name, Mo, Mo something. Anyway, Mo sounds Mo sounds like he has great candy in that van. (laughs) Um, But the but yeah, there's a connection. You're right. He did the directing of the video for him for Machine Gun Kelly. Fair enough. Jesus. Another fucking, what was that guy? What was that one? Um, the, uh, Mark uh, Collins rector, <laughs> the, 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 you know, the, um, the Brian Singer stuff. What was the name of that? Den, I think it was called. Oh, I don't know. Uh, that. I, I don't know. It was, it was a company that Brian Singer, um, it was the, and it was in the expose. It was, a some kind of organization. Basically the whole drive was to get as many young under like underage boys into yes. this, uh, you know, this, faux entertainment thing under the auspices of, oh, we're going to get you in the business. We're going to get you whatever, like exactly what Epstein did, but a different, you know, it was a different era. And it was uh, when the internet was just popping off like of shows, but that wasn't really known then. And there wasn't the kind of bandwidth to have these sort of shows, but it did exist and there was a market for it. And people market, people paid for this Knowing that they didn't have the capability or technology to pull it off because it was just a pedophile ring. That's absolutely, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah. Let's keep going. 
Uh, <laughs> how do I get in that league? I mean, no. yeah, it's pretty intense, dude. You'll, you'll be COVID tested and do all that. Do they have a draft? <laughs> how how do you get, like, in other words, like, there's a league where they keep score and you guys are all, like, like, like uh, playing beer pong and then there's, like, right. a, what? So this is the great interviewer he wants to be, and he's sounding like some fucking, like, twinkish, uh, valley-speak like, like you guys, like you play like beer pong and he wanted to be goddamn Charlie Rose or, you know, I don't know, mm. James Lipton. Go ahead, oh. uh, Sam. Right. I was just going to say, why does Howard sta- sound stupider than Machine Gun Kelly? <laughs> well, Seriously, when he says like, like, so you're in other words, in other words, nothing. He's telling you exactly what it is. It's a beer <laughs> pong tournament. There's no <laughs> other words for beer pong tournament. Fucking stupid idiot. In other words, hold on, hold on. In other words, is like base is basically Howard's way of prolonging uh, the the space in between his thought because he's still processing a thought. Like he that he's so slow on the on the uptake that he has to go. And I'll play one of the clips here. I'll play it later. But it's called. um, Hold on. Let me see if I got this right. but then he drops into this clueless speak, like we're Cher and Dion and Amber all of a sudden. You know what I mean? We're in clueless yeah. right now. Well, yeah, I mean, pretty much. Why? Because he's so desperate. Raven hit the nail on the head. He's so desperate to be, I don't know, relevant or like to get invited to stuff. He wants to be invited to stuff so so he can refuse to go. So he can turn it down. Mm, it's not about true. going and hanging with these people. He's too fucking old. He knows it. But relevancy and like this last, like desperately reaching up at this, you know, uh, you know, it's like, it, it, like I said, it's it, the, the analogy is the old fighter thinks he can get in the ring with Mike Tyson and, uh, you know, and, and hang with the young guys and you can't do it. Like, As I'm sorry. If. I mean, you know, Mike Tyson is prime and like Larry Holmes, God bless him. He was a fantastic fighter. But when he went up against Tyson, it was like, dude, he's in his prime and you're an old man. The boxing is not, you're ready for the knackers yard. Don't be getting in that ring. And he's the same. He just doesn't realize it. Oh yeah. There's like a, a belt and all that. They're trying to win. And who won? <laughs> I guess I, I can't really say, I guess. Right. Like until it airs. Oh, you mean oh. it's going to be on TV? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's unbelievable. this is top secret i hate that fucking sound of his and the next clip literally is called who 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 beer pong this is top secret (laughs) who puts that together you mean somebody contacted you and said hey would you mind being a beer pong league and being on tv this is better than dancing with the stars i mean i'd I'd watch that anytime Uh, yeah they're they're like you're gonna have to wake up early everybody relates to dancing with the stars go ahead sam you fired a tv show that that followed around whack packers you yeah. you know handcuffed to drunks or midgets or drunk comedy shows and beetlejuice i mean you had these dumb ideas and they yeah. were successful except for you made people pay too much for them people would have picked it up eventually if you weren't such a marble hoarding piece of shit well let's let's get further just briefly into this wormhole wasn't the main criticism of Howard TV that number one, they didn't vary the content often enough. Number one, number two, like they, they would, um, uh, there wasn't enough stuff coming out new at some point around the time he did, he dissolved the Howard TV staff. There was a lot of stuff to show in the hallway. Um, there was the geek time. There was the back office radio. I mean the, the radio stuff, but also the, there was a, a Howard TV function for these things. So 
it was starting to get into a groove and then all of a sudden Marcy Turk comes in and that's going to go by the wayside just as I it think- was starting to make something of itself. But I think most people that had had a Howard TV, they're like, they don't vary these things or it's the same shit over and over again. And they're fed up and it's, it was overpriced. That was one of the other things, Sam. It, it was overpriced, but think about what a gold mine it would have been if you would have ushered in Howard TV along with, the Sirius XM audio, right, for mm-hmm. free. So that was part of the bargain, which I think more yeah. people would have signed up for. You have these kind of nuanced, uh, crazy ideas because when he did sign on to Sirius XM, yeah, reality TV was a thing, but it wasn't the Kardashians. It wasn't oh. Teen Mom. It wasn't all these shows that are... The, it's so uh, oversaturated right now, reality TV. It wasn't like that. If he would have gave it for free and then sold it to an internet network or something else, even he could have made way more money. Mm -hmm. I mean, he just played it all completely wrong. He should have played for the longer money, the longer term money, not the immediate like subscription based thing. Because by the time they ended, it said something we, we, we thank, we love to thank our thousands or hundreds of subscribers thousands or something like that the number was used in the caption was very telling basically they just didn't have enough subscribers because it was an add-on if it was an extra two bucks or something maybe it wouldn't have been such a problem um raven please even when they had promos for that they'd give it away for a penny for a month Mm -hmm. and i think within a couple months it was dead just like they did this year with the free serious apps they offered those and then all of a sudden the business is restructuring who knows I just wanted, I had an, a quick thought on why he, he would say that the beer pong party is better than Dancing with the Stars, and it's pretty obvious. There's no vagina, and it's a big sausage fest. Three times this week. Two of the times it'll be COVID tested, and the third time is for, for Howard Stern. And I was like, cool. <laughs> beer pong league. <laughs> this is not the normal reaction for a guy of his age and his, his, you know, his, his station in life. So number five, Machine Gun Einstein paid a million to get the name MGK, but FML. And, and so, you know, <laughs> I, I, I got turned on to you at the Video Music Awards. I didn't really know anything about you except that your name was Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, yeah, I heard I, you couldn't stand it. Yep. Oh, oh, but here's the other thing, guys. There is a blind item, and Raven, remind me to send you the website. I yes. think, actually, I think it's just called ACG or AGC main page. If you type that in, it okay. collates all of the um, blind items from all the different websites, and it puts them in just a, like a very simplistic text form, way easier to na- navigate than Crazy Days and Nights. And I, in, the yeah. one bli- in the one blind item, it says <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly is closeted, and Megan's just his beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I believe it. But I, I, I don't have. Yeah. That's in the Twitter thing too. The beards. Beard uh, club. Beard club <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> the first rule of beard club. <laughs> go, go ahead. Was that was that one of them? Yes. Not that I care either way, but I mean, it makes perfect sense why Wig would even like deign to interview this guy because. As big as he might be, or as popular as he might be, there's more popular. Why doesn't he have? Why didn't he have Childish Gambino on the show? Why yes. didn't he have? Uh, you know, I mean, Cardi B. Kendrick that makes Lamar. More sense. Kendrick Lamar, exactly. He so he did oh, have did Kendrick have... Lamar on. Did he? Why didn't oh, we Jesus. cover that? Oh, Bitch, God, don't kill did... my vibe. I don't remember that. Yeah. Oh, that he was. Oh, so that, that right? was that. That was a that was a couple years ago, wasn't it? Uh huh. 
three years. Okay, pre- did, did he have okay. King of All Blacks on? Oh, God, no. <laughs> pre- <laughs> you got to get Wait, them mowing. Did, did, he, uh, did he do his OJ voice during the interview? <laughs> Hello, there. Over- yeah, go ahead, Raven. We overlooked something in that last clip that. Oh, we're not here- finished it, but go ahead. Well, just so it doesn't oh, get yeah. missed. Twiggy sure. used the phrase, I got turned on to you. Yes, that's right. That's all. Just one to That's what that's reminded like that. me of the blind it reminded me of the blind item. That's why I brought it up because it sounded like a little creepy. Well, it's just man. like there's so that's many awesome. guys Yeah, because there's so many guys in radio like that take these names on, you know, like uh, I paid a million dollars for that name from a guy at radio, actually. Did you? Yeah, it was original. Like there was like a there was a there was a, a DJ named Machine Gun Kelly out of like Vegas, I think it was. Dude, it was probably had, like my first album came out as MGK, and I was I had a huge problem with it. I was like, I want the full name, and they were like, but this guy, and pretty sure we paid like a million dollars to get that name. And in, and in order to get the rights, that you would have to pay a good amount of money for certain things, like you know, domain rights and stuff. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. So I was just going to say, so if this guy who is a radio DJ paid the domain name for Machine Gun Kelly, I mean, maybe he didn't even realize that there's a real gangster. <laughs> <laughs> who's dead that was born need in to be 1895 paid. you know like yeah, well, i mean maybe you have a case there <laughs> or Don't maybe call him. yourself maybe yeah just call yourself machine gun beethoven he ain't gonna go after you uh number six <laughs> prepare to be anesthetized into submission by machine gun fagala's dulcet tones because in radio there were like a million guys named johnny dark and when I got oh. into radio, it's like, why don't people just use their fucking real name? Fuck this all this these bullshit radio uh, names. And I was very anti that. And then when Yeah, I but you gotta understand, I never heard my real name till till Cameron Crowe. I I worked till I did a show with him like two or three years ago. You know, I mean that was the first time I really heard my real actual name, like for in years. Like I've been machine and Kelly since I was fifteen years old. So. Okay. <laughs> Break breaking up the, the um the excitement guys. Hold on. Oh. What do you mean the first time you heard your name? I mean, your real name is what? Colson or something? Colson, yeah. yeah. Colson. And, and, oh, good and job. In your family. <laughs> <laughs> Girls, that has to be a fucking panty dripper. You know, fuck me, Colson. <laughs> How often oh. have you said that? <laughs> I just kept thinking through this whole thing. I don't care if you're some fucking dried up 90210 piece of shit. You gotta be better than this. You got three kids. <laughs> I would (laughs) never. Okay, sorry, Photoshop idea. Remind me. Uh, Sam, do you think it would work if I made him, uh, Wiggy, Nat from the Peach Pit? (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We got too many. The beer pong one is still stuck in my head. Oh, the Peach Pit. Please please remind me of that so I get (laughs) I get at it later because I will forget. Family called you Colson. No one you knew growing up called you Colson. Uh, my my aunt did. She she passed. But other than that, like just my. I mean, I grew up with my father, and like, and no. I mean, he he went to Africa when I was eighteen. So your parents, I mean, we your parents we didn't were, speak till he came back around when I was like twenty six. <laughs> so it's almost dumb, dumb, dumb. Um, before we go continue, hold on. The next clip is called "Wig Digs for Angst in the Parental Coal Mines." Yeah, like your parents were missionaries. This is a crazy story. I don't know how many people are familiar with your story, but mm. it sounds like the most disconnected childhood in the world. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah, I grew up, I grew up in Egypt until I was about six. And, um, 
<laughs> Wiggy doesn't even, he knows of this place as a country, but he, he's, he's, Wiggy's passport is about as, as dried up as, as beef's pussy. I mean, there's, there's no reason for him to have a passport. And uh, uh, just the idea that this kid, I kind of felt a little sympathy for him in a way, in a weird way over the course of the interview. Did you guys at any point go, okay, he's a little fucked up, but you give him a bit of a pass. Yeah, absolutely. I, I gave him a full pass on the whole thing because he's out of his domain. Yeah. And he's at this point in his life where he's really got to push now, no matter what, whether it's a beer punk, tourney, a movie, a song, an album, a beard, he's working 24 seven. This poor kid is exhausted. He's got to hustle. And they're propping him up with weed and who knows what else. Sounds like yeah. he likes LSD. He does yep. shrooms. He, so he's either on acid, weed, booze, mm -hmm. you name it. And it just sounds like a whirlwind for him. So yeah. I give him a total pass. I would not want to be in that position at all. Sam? I thought about, um, especially when I read a little bit about his bio and this, when he said, my dad went to Africa, I'm from Egypt, and he lived in Germany. Think about those formative years when you're like zero to six and you're mm -hmm. growing up in these different countries and then all of a sudden these people, these missionaries that are your parents who are kind of in and out of your life in not so these different countries that he grew up in, he was born like he was born here and then went there right from birth. So he has no experience in the United States to speak of since he would till he was five or six years old comes to the United States and his parents essentially abandoned him and his dad goes into a giant depression for who knows how long now he has to deal with the school system here and how everyone else is here. I mean, that's incredibly wiki has no idea how to process anything because he no. didn't take care of his kids. I don't know, no. longer than five minutes, a commercial break. Right. Well, here and here's the thing, guys. I'll just an, an aside, but you take it as you as you see fit. I've never met, and I've met a lot of them, but I've never met an army brat who was not fucked up in the head. Never. And I've met like at least a dozen, and there are men like both sexes, and they all have this displaced sense of where they're from because of, they were always on the move. Whether they were in Germany or in Okinawa, they were in you know all these uh, you know uh, like and and then like, constantly moving and feeling like. I don't know. I mean, it has to do something to you as a kid. I mean, Jerry Lewis was almost like that. He used to call himself a FedEx kid because he was sent to live with his, um, his grandmother and, um, you know, his parents were working and doing whatever they could. That has to fuck you up as a young kid. I'm Absolutely. not, I'm not, I'm not, we're not, uh, taking it lightly. So let's continue. Your parents were missionaries. Yeah. One of, one of my dad was, yeah. And, and, uh, it, you know, here you are born. And your mom abandons you, right? Like she just split, which is really fucking ridiculously difficult. Your father goes running off and you're almost living on your own. Like, well, you were living in some basement or something somewhere. Well, I mean, it, that must have been torture for you not to know where your parents were. Now, this is the way I'm sorry, Sam, I'm going to let you absolutely say something, but I got to get this out of my head before I forget. When you guys look through a Wikipedia entry or whatever, you know, some online database, you're looking for stuff like I'm looking for an engineer on a record or I'm looking for, a, you know, a, a, a musician or some or some, I don't know, a film guy, whatever, on the IMDb. Wiggy looks through Wikipedia and looks at this kid's bio and homes in on your mother. You know, your, your parents yeah. must have been fucked up. That must be like finding, I don't know, 
like the gold at the end of the rainbow when he goes into someone's bio and sees that they had some kind of fucked up childhood and he homes in on it. Anybody else might've left that or might've given it a little aside. What was it like growing up? He might've dressed it up a certain way. Wiggy has to absolutely laser focus in on you are fucked up. I'm fucked up. Let's both be fucked up together in this interview and hang dude, Sam. I think it's interesting. There's such a parallel on how his life, you actually did leave your family in the basement. Howard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, I mean, not as uh, literal, but pretty much you left your family in the basement and you left your family on a movie set. You left your family entirely behind. Entirely. Yeah. Ultimately. So that's interesting. Next clip is called Machine Gun Kelly manages to completely reverse the space time continuum. Mm, I mean, I knew my I knew my father was in Africa. Um, as far as my mom goes, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean that that was what it was. But uh, <laughs> I, I I just more so had a problem with the fact that you no, know, everyone thought my dreams were way too big. You know, I was I remember like when I was when when high school was over and I was working in Chipotle and I remember seeing all these people, you know, would would come in the Chipotle line like during Christmas break. <laughs> Go ahead, Sam. I just I'm trying to get sing. as close to 30 seconds as I can before we continue because we've got so many clips. Go ahead. I know, but I just wanted to say, I miss the rains down in Africa. Like, I just want to, like, I want to cut in with that song. It's just so fucking hilarious. Fair enough. Like, when everyone else went, to, went off to college or whatever, obviously, I, I didn't. I, I, I was still in Cleveland. Like, people uh, were coming back and they were like, oh, man, I thought, like, the music thing was supposed to happen for you or whatever. And I was like, you know, like, what do you want? You know what I mean? Or like burritos? What can I serve or, you? Or a, yeah. yeah, exactly. So like, I, I, I was, I was always kind of like the, you know, <laughs> dreaming way too big thing. Like I would go. Uh, I had to cut that off, guys. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> we had Fuck. Artie. Artie was a master storyteller, and now we have this fucking tit. Could you yeah. imagine what Artie would be doing to him right now? By He'd the way, when he, he, when he, he's very <laughs> fucking Duro. When he's telling no, this... Hold on. He said in the one time in the wrap-up show, they go, uh, Artie, what, what happened to you? What time, when, when, when did you fall asleep? I, I think uh, I think when Howard said, well, Kathy Griffin's coming in now, and we got... <laughs> 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 Sam, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was reading in uh, Machine Gun Kelly, unfortunately, because I, I prepared for this bomb. He, uh, during this time period, he was actually signed to uh, this, not P. Diddy's record label, but somebody else's. And they were like, oh, hey, I thought you were signed to something in the move. And this was taking off, but it wasn't monetarily helping him enough so he was still working for chipotle so he had like a few mixtapes and a few famous sort of things going on so it was even that more awkward that's why he's saying this okay next clip number nine watch your ass machine gun kelly wigarachi is trying to bond with you so were were kids nice to you or were you like the weirdo kid yeah they were full weirdo yeah you were the full-on weirdo I was super tall. I, I I wore the same clothes over and over again. You know what I mean? Like I vividly remember not. Machine gun. Did your mother take your anal temperature? <laughs> why, why doesn't he recommend so, Ralph? 
Oh my! <laughs> he might have. He might be sidelining, getting a little moonlighting as a I machine gun Kelly stylist. I can help you out. Well, everything that shaped you, mm. right? I mean, mm. the only the only other person I know whose parents were a missionary who were in like you know music, Tatey Perry's parents <laughs> were missionaries. Did you know that? No. <laughs> How does it relate to Orlando Bloom's cock? I didn't. Exactly. Yeah. And the whole oh. missionary thing just seems to me like if your mom splits and your dad goes off to be a missionary, it's like nobody gave a fuck. I mean, nobody cared about you, you know? It's <laughs> almost you like you still raised have yourself. a big dick on a fucking surfboard and marry it. <laughs> <laughs> clip, number, clip number 10. Wig gets a pot tutor. Plus, mothers are evil. I hate my mother. Die, mommy, die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What is it? What, is it because you're so hungover, the weed will kind of... Yeah, it'll help. It'll help you? It'll help, yes. When did you start smoking weed? 11. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you start... I, I don't know if he meant 11 o'clock that night. Or 11. Yes. <laughs> when did you start? What year is it now? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Smoking weed at 11 because you got no parents around to tell you no, right? Well, my, 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 my pops was around. He just, he's, I, he slept a long time after my mom left. He slept for a long, long, long time. Like we're doing now. <laughs> Actually, I felt bad like, for him at this part. Yeah. Like, you're so, so your dad's depressed. You're saying it in a way that you could, I, I feel like he said my pop slept for a long time, meaning he's depressed. He really doesn't want to say that because it's too painful. And Machine Gun Kelly clearly hasn't gone through the motions of what his childhood and early adulthood was like. Clearly, it's Howard's... stunted. So he's saying, I slept for a while. And he's like, yeah, that has to be hard. Meanwhile, you know, Ben and Ray were like, you know, Jewish Pleasantville. And it's <laughs> beyond me. Raven. <laughs> I feel that Wiggy can relate to machine guns dad because we just found out today that wiggy naps too much <laughs> that he sleeps all day and that's why he can't get to sleep at night and that's why he's angry during the debates and blaming beth who's supposedly snoring next to him but we know that's a lie well the way he asked the question <laughs> if only he had and, karate lessons the way he asked the question is no different than if he was at an italian restaurant going and that comes with garlic bread right yeah he, <laughs> <laughs> it's a <plus> <laughs> Side. Go ahead, Raven. There were so many moments that were really heartbreaking when you hear his, his machine gun tell a story. Yeah. And Wiggy just, like you said, he's like, okay, and would you like a side of ranch with that? Or <laughs> should I just bring out some ketchup? Like, he doesn't go anywhere. Like, there's no emotional drift at all. No, none. It's just that. And deadpan and he's like machine gunning questions after a while he doesn't want to dive into and not he- only that this is oh. this one bob d you're definitely going to notice it right away when he doesn't when he's not on a like on he doesn't have simpatico on some point he'll just go right yeah meaning check no no mm-hmm. no does not compute does not compute nope. you know Pass. cannot process go ahead sam he has a ton of preliminary questions that could lead to interesting discussions, but mm-hmm. because he's a complete elementary, fuck all of you, armchair <laughs> psychologist, he he will not 
he will not branch off into anything but the header. So it's like when you take notes in school and you have the header, this is what we're talking about, depression, ABC, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. He won't go deeper than the header. And he's like header, 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 header. He's got, he's got tunnel vision. He, he's going for that fucking parental gangbang of his fucking mind. And, hoping like hoping he's going to strike pay dirt meanwhile and this is i forgot i forgot to tell everybody even though i did it in the group i'll post it the picture maybe I'll, I'll give a little visual the official twitter stern show thing turned off comments for the machine gun kelly thing except if you were um part of if you they followed you you could post right. so not even you not even if you could follow them they had to follow you so all the sycophants and employees could comment but nobody else could this is not something a company does when they're proud of the product or when they know something is good. This is something you do to shield your ass from the deluge of negative tweets that are headed your way, like an army ant fucking colony attacking a like <laughs> you know attacking a sycamore. Go go ahead, Raven. It's too expensive to hire a staff of sixty more people just to delete. <laughs> The deluge of cons- of comments that are going to come down the road after this interview, even on fan pages, on different websites, All over, people yeah. were bashing this interview. Supposed fans, and we're not, we're ex-fans, so yeah, we got a thousand comments. Thanks, y'all. Appreciate <laughs> yeah. you in the live thread. You're the best. <laughs> it was great. Meaning he oh was God. depressed. Yeah. I mean, remember like... Um, Remember Charlie and Chocolate Factory where the, the grandpa was in bed for like 20 years or something like that. And he like finally gets up. It was like that was kind of like a, a, a moment I had in a, sh- in a shortened amount of time and a couple of years of just him sleeping. So did you hate her in that time? Did you hate her for leaving you? Were you just yeah. like filled with? Yeah. It's like, yeah. What, what, did you ever say to any of these adults around you? Hey, what? where is my mother? <laughs> when he said it, it was exactly like, did your mother? He's like jerking off and like his moment of fucking ecstasy is like did you hate your mother oh yeah mm, fuck there it goes sorry sam you wanted to say <laughs> so when he made the charlie and the chocolate factory reference with the grandpa joe it was grandpa joe grandpa joe and then the two other grandmas in the bed and who can forget that site my favorite commentary on that is jim rome and i wish this would have played out right now it was yeah. like this motherfucker moonwalks out of bed after you get the golden ticket, after this lady's basically boiling laundry and fucking <laughs> you're you're spending your paper money on bread. He clicks his heels together and poof, he's just like, ah, got a golden ticket and he's dancing, yeah. shucking, jiving. I was like, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I've got the visual of a book in my head. Go ahead. Go, go, I, go I, I love it. I love that movie. I love the movie reference. Yeah. My thing is this. In the clip, he says, do you hate your mother? Yeah. Like, he, his voice drops, and he gets real serious. And yeah. I think he was looking for a sound clip there, a sound bite. Absolutely. Something he could publicize and draw some attention. But I thought of a great Photoshop you could maybe try <laughs> if busy. it doesn't violate copyright. Go ahead. Dr. Seuss, are you my mother? But change it around. <laughs> To do you hate do your you mother? Hate my mother, or I hate my right. mother. Yeah, do you, do you hate your mother. Something like oh, that. Okay, I'll see what I can do. Also, Number, oh, right Sam. after the peach pit. Think about too <laughs> how pump. he spoke. How much more interesting when he spoke to David Arquette, 
who was drunk, remember? And he yeah. called in twice. Machine Gun Kelly is fucked up. Think about the difference how Howard is handling this guy versus David Arquette drunk. He went out to dinner with his ex-wife. This guy's mm-hmm. totally off the rails. Howard handled him, I think, you know, appropriately so funny, good for entertainment. Listen to this coddling. If I were David Arquette, I'd call up and I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Next clip is called, Oh Mommy, Where Art Thou? Um, I think that's a, I think that's a, a conflict that I'm just starting to like address in my, in my life. I mean, like, you know, at this point, everyone's dead in my family. So it's like the last person alive is, you know, the person that is, is her. So, I mean, I'm but she's still around. Well, I, I can relate. Wow. <laughs> he, so he threw that off that wow like mm, yeah, that's his response yeah wow yeah yeah the pause, next one pause <laughs> and then next Wiggy, question absolutely wiggy asking if machine gun kelly got an extra rush from getting acceptance from black people oh. let me ask you this when you're the white kid and you go uh-huh. out there and you're performing at the apollo isn't there an extra big super rush when you win because you're accepted by a black audience um, I'm not much of like a seeing color guy, but I, I mean, like, there's the obvious. I mean, I got booed before I ever. I mean, I don't, I don't know if if any of what's on your paper says that I got, you know, I mean, I got booed before I even touched the microphone. Okay, he he answered that correctly. Like he answered that the way yeah. a human being would. I don't see color. I don't go up there and go. It's not like Buddy Holly going to the Apollo and everybody's expecting a black band. <laughs> <laughs> Raven. Okay, so I made a list of 11 attempts that Howard made to ask questions to get like sound bites and dig yep. in on like therapy yep. and dick and Okay. This was the first one of the first ones that came to mind cuz it really stood out how well he handled himself on the answer. <laughs> and that sure. was when he brought up the Apollo and he tried to dig for some kind of racist comment about black versus white and Absolutely. he's just a boomer that does not get my generation or either of yours or our kids or anybody younger than us. There's mm-hmm. kind of like a cutoff at like 50 yep. of the racist generations and the transitioning. I talk about this all the time with my friends. I love to de- debate about our, um, our Gen X generation and how we're a lost generation, but we'll, yeah. we won't get credit, but we do a lot. We're just invisible to the world because we're mixed between two really fucked up generations. Yeah, so well, I'm I'm still Gen X. I'm on the tail are. end of Gen X, but yeah, but yeah, absolutely. It's it's also in his mind. It, first of all, it's it's a false narrative. Like this whole anti-black thing was was created anyway. So we, you know, it, him going in as if he's going to relate to it is kind of nonsensical to begin with. Sam, even the question itself, how doesn't it feel better? So you're already you're already predetermining. Yeah. A faction in somebody's mind that it's mm-hmm. going to feel better or worse if you're accepted by a certain race, which in itself is racist. You dumb idiot. Yep. What yep. bus did you get off of? And did you make black people sit in the back of it? I mean, seriously, that's how fucking stupid he is. And I can't even fathom how Robin just sits there silently. Oh, wait, I can. Can you turn her mic back on? <laughs> Next clip is called, yeah, yeah, well, uh, but yeah. 
I'd be like, what the fuck is this? You know, and I am sure black audiences are tough on a white kid who's going to get up and rap. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I would think the moment that in the second half of the show, when you win the audience over, that's kind of a, a mind blowing experience. I would think. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you would think because I mean, you're racist. You know, I, well, yeah, but I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just love that we answered that. Um, this next one, I'm going to leave alone because it's a longer clip. But um, number 15, we'll go with. We'll skip 14. It's called Machine Gun Harmeyer. And there's good old mom. You know what I mean? It's like, well, what? Is, what is the reality in any of that? Did you recognize her? Um. We, when we got outside and saw, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, they're not lying. I mean, she looks just like me. You know what I mean, so. Did you say anything to her? Drink. Um, I, said a, <laughs> uh, yeah, I said a couple things, but I don't remember what they were. I, don't remember, I mean, I just remember it was really short. It was really quick. And that was it. <laughs> During <laughs> those pauses. Yeah. During those pauses, there should be like a my pillow fucking <laughs> ad. My number, pillow. Okay, number sixteen is called therapy question for full bingo. Man, how do you explain any of this? It's got to be driving you crazy. You ever been in therapy? You ever did you ever go to someone and say, "I got to talk this shit out" because you know the. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I. I mean, I, this this is the first year that I've ever like considered um, therapy and stuff like that. You know, like <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, like, I was worried about. It. Well, I'm gonna try it. Yeah, mm. yeah, Raven. Have the rest. Please tell me you have the rest of this. The one oh, I, I, I it's it's a couple clips, but I, I I cut them into little segments so that I could figure out what they were. So there's 20 more seconds of this. Just I, I don't really talk about other stuff, or you know, like I don't. It's not really stuff that I feel like I even like care about in my psyche, but Another everyone dream. around me Great. seems to think that it's like unavoidable. So I got to face it sometime. So then there's another one here, but um, it's right. also therapy, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Which, which one, which one was the one you wanted to uh, he has make a one-liner sure was at the 45 minute mark into the interview mm -hmm. it's at uh, nine 23 Eastern standard time in the morning. <laughs> Okay. Listen, Rain man here. Yeah, I'm calling the FBI if Machine Gun Kelly, because I just listened to that clip. If they start hanging out with Ralph in some Met Tulum, I'm fucking calling the FBI. <laughs> I okay. swear to fucking god, that okay, sounds so creepy. How he's really. It is. And, and like Raven was doing the thing like, oh, he's, you know, clicking his fingers, hoping for the, you know, the answer he really wants. And it, it, clearly the kid is not comfortable talking about this stuff and Wiggy proceeding, like trampling down the fucking aisle going, no, we're going this way. I, I got tunnel vision. We're going to go this way, whether you like it or not, asshole. Raven? Uh, a spoiler alert. Machine Gun replies to him about growing up and how they thought about therapy in his neighborhood in Cleveland. And he basically said therapy equals pussy shit. Yes. Oh, so, yeah, we got that in there. Yeah, it's definitely I'm in there. I'm spoiling it. I'm sorry, but yeah. just listen. It's such a great moment. Okay. Next one is called 20 Years of Therapy Helped to Keep Be Clean Chained into the Closet. Yeah, no, I mean, I've been doing therapy for 20 years. It was the smartest thing I ever did. You oh, have? by the way, guys, 
one day it's 20 years, the next day it's 23, the next day it's 15, the way, next day it's like whatever. It's all bullshit. Really? You know? It's, it's yeah. helping. It's yeah. helping. I needed it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting to that point, man. Like, I mean, but the, the album that I just did was really cathartic, though. So that, like, yeah, that, that feels... Like one piece of therapy, at least. He doesn't. He doesn't need. He doesn't need therapy. He needs Henry Doolittle. <laughs> sorry, no, sorry. Did I get that right? Is it? Um, what was the guy's name in uh, My Fair Lady? Sam. Uh, You're right. It's Doolittle. Oh, okay, I got it right. Okay, I was, I was thinking of Eddie Murphy's shitty film. Until I find a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense of me. The next one is called Rage Against the McKine Gun Mommy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to find someone who, who gets you. But if you got a really good therapist and you work this shit out, because let's face it, how can you not be filled with rage? And I know sometimes you think that rage fuels your career. You know what I mean? It fuels your music. And without that rage, you wouldn't I be successful. Fuck but... your dad, dad. Sam, I know you've got a visual of Wiggy's like little notebook from high school, scribbled all these like death metal, <laughs> kill all posers, all this shit. I love you, mommy. I hate you, mommy. Like, dude, thanks. His burn book. Yeah. I got to tell you, man, how could you not be filled with rage? The one woman who's supposed to love you. You know, And I had to talk to right you for two and a half hours. <laughs> Obviously, and has a career. Where the fuck is she? You know? And, like, you've never gotten to ask her that. Yeah, but, I mean, can't, can't choose our parents, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean maybe I just, maybe I was, uh, drink. you know, yeah. I, I don't know if I was in the plan for everybody else. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be finished that bottle of fucking Cuervo gold, whatever, in no time with this interview. Um Wiggy number 19 is called Wiggy, the champion enabler, was, asking Machine Gun Kelly if he wanted to enable Pete Davidson. I wasn't even, I wasn't in the plan either. My parents. Yeah, I was, they, I was, they, I was, they, I was, gave, me, I was I, they gave me puppet shows and pools and camp and everything. Exactly. So the bonding with Pete, it mm. really, it, you bond over drugs in a sense. I mean, it, it, it's true. No, no, when, no. But, but I mean, when you smoke weed with a dude and you do acid with a dude and you do mushrooms with a dude, <laughs> the next logical <laughs> step is your pants come off. We should have a drinking game for dude. Yeah, this is not as not as bad as the Kinnison and Stern dude fight, which is legendary. But, um, you know, but there is a bonding. I think part of like... Yeah, you're- that's true. Yeah, it's almost like um, a rite of passage or something, you know. And, and and if you vibe with that person and they don't bum you out, so <laughs> this fucking lingo. It's all buoy lingo. Vibe. I bummed you out, man. I'm bummed. I'm bummed. Go ahead. Go Your ahead. Honor. Your Honor. He's leading the witness. Yeah. Objection. <laughs> Absolutely sustained. Like they become like a, a good friend. So when Pete Whoa, goes, great point. Yeah, because I did that. With, <laughs> when I did, you know, the, the weird thing is when I would take acid, I did it on my own. <laughs> and it fucked me up because I wasn't doing it with other people and I didn't and I took too much and I had a bad <laughs> He's going through his he makes himself sound like he's he's the kid in Midnight Express gets busted for hash. <laughs> Unless you're Hunter S. Thompson or yeah. some sort of <laughs> who does acid alone. 
<laughs> Someone who's a dork, and even the he by his own admission, he said the dorks that he hung around with thought he was the biggest dork. So imagine being the loser of losers. A trip, and you know, yeah. But but you and Pete, here's the dynamic though: is there some hesitation on your part to put Pete in rehab because he is the guy you bond with over drugs? This is him saying. Oh. Would you, I didn't feel any, uh, did you, is there any, you know, I let a fucking heroin addict on my show for run the show for <laughs> four you. years, but, uh, you know, do you feel any like, you know, hesitation to, to send this guy because it's good for you? Cause it's convenient for you. Don't send him to rehab. Fuck off. Like, this is why he's a cocksucker guys. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Sam. These two have all the bond of Shaggy and Fred <laughs> fucking machine gun Kelly and Pete Taven said, seriously, yeah. that's how, that's how bonded they are. <laughs> and yep. Howard has a deep friendship with Artie. And he's saying, that's such a loving thing you did, sending him to rehab. Meanwhile, he made it a show that Artie yep. was in some spa in Miami. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then it totally Thank enabled you. him. No, and, okay, next... and almost killed himself. <laughs> Yay! Next clip is called Wake Projects About Losing Control While on Acid. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like me, I'm so uptight. You know, that's why acid was kind of a bad experience for me, mostly. But I'm so uptight. Like, if I was in front of a camera and I had to be even in a celebrity softball game, there's like a mechanism in me that would go, I can't do this because they'll, they'll find me out and I'll be all fucked up and it'll all embarrass myself or something. They'll find me out. That's the mm -hmm. thing I wanted from that. That's the yep. main thing I wanted from that. I, I, we don't even need to play the rest of the clip, but that was what the key was. Yes, Sam? I pictured him, like, say he, I don't even believe him, but say he did it by himself. You know, like Poltergeist where they have, uh, he's in front of the mirror, one of the cast members, and then he starts tearing off his face and it's meat and there's meat in the sink and the worms come out of it. Like, that's how I pictured Howard's LSD or acid experience, whatever bullshit lie he's telling. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't even think he did any of these drugs. No, Because he wouldn't have either. had the balls to do them by himself. Mm -hmm. No. He was a pussy. Nope. I bet maybe he, he took a joint, never inhaled, and then that was the extent of it. I don't believe he was a pothead or any of this shit. Um, the next one I really had to play in full because it's uh, disrespectful of Jay Thomas, who's since passed. Yeah, I thought that movie was really good. I remember seeing it on Netflix, and I was like, I was surprised, kind of. Like, I thought it was going to be a goof, or... He's talking about The Dirt, uh, that uh, in which... Uh, Machine Gun played uh, Tommy Lee in the in the. He actually thing. did I didn't a good job. It. it was a yeah. decent movie. Yeah, it would be oh, too much. Really good movie. Yeah, they, they they did a really good job with it. You did a good job with it. Do you nice. ever do you ever sit there and go, like, plot your career and go, hey, I should concentrate. <laughs> there was this guy I knew in radio, and he always said to me up until the time he died, I should have done what you did. Just concentrate on radio. I got into he got into films. This guy's name was Jay Thomas. Great guy. By the way, he's completely full of shit. According to him, Jay Thomas told him this on his deathbed, not all his life, because he was mm. too busy having a fucking career in TV, in movies, all over the, like, basically, this, Jay was a true, like, he was the king of all media. <laughs> he had Listen. his finger in everything. And so to, he's just doing this to try to come off like, oh, this was all planned. This was all designed. I never wanted to be on TV. I, this is, I, meant, I made it a point to focus on radio. Fuck you. From Jay to you, to, uh, from us to Jay to you. Fuck her. Just fuck you. 
How dare Fuck. you mention his name? How dare you mention his name in such an untrue way? Jay was such a sure of himself person, not yes. only in his career, but family and politics, everything. Jay was a sure of himself person. 150,000% for him to sit here and say Jay had some sort of, I don't know, trip in his career where he wished he would have went just one way and asked Wiggy for advice is such a fucking farce. Yeah, and to say, like, you know, maybe it did happen one time near when he was dying, but hold on. Yeah, sorry, Ray, one sec. The other thing was Jay had a family actually found out that he was the father to a, a songwriter actually later on, like a country music, uh, country songwriter that sought him out later on, like, cause he didn't know this child existed and managed to have a relationship with this kid. Yes. Wiggy has no relationship with his own family. Go ahead, Raven. <laughs> well, you just covered what I was going to say was he, okay. First of all, shut the fuck up, Wiggy. Don't use Jay's name like that. Rest in peace, Jay. We love you and miss you. And yeah. Jay was a true comedian and a true family man. And that's the way he should be remembered for great stories, Mm -hmm. quick wit, and just someone that you you could just feel like you were hanging out with and, Mm -hmm. and just be glad to be near him and know him. So thanks. I think he was great. Uh, He he says his one regret was he just didn't focus on one thing. And as a result, he never had the success he wanted in radio and blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. Like, do you ever plot it out and say, fuck acting or fuck music? I got to go do one or the other. Because, you know, like, like I got to just throw myself into. Yeah, he's this is just him trying to justify the fact that he was a failure in almost every other market and every other uh, facet of show business. Um, <laughs> this is number 22. You should focus on one thing. Oh, no, wait, maybe you shouldn't. A.K.A. Wiggy needs a, a, voc- a vocation tutor. <laughs> Who else looks at me? Do I people say to you, hey, dude. everybody, like, as soon as I do a movie, everyone's like, oh, you stopped doing music? What are you, an actor now? And then I'll like, you know, then I'll then I'll do music. And then people are like, oh, would you stop acting one and done? Huh? Like, it's just like, you know, like there's nothing I'm ever. Then I then I make a, a pop punk record like the, the album that I have coming out now. And everyone's like, you switch genres. It's like, I mean, to me, I just added on some the multiple things I've already done anyway. But sure. I mean, like what a narrow-minded way to look at things but <laughs> so he's actually making he's talking to, he's saying fuck you to wig basically mm-hmm. um who's not getting the answer he wants once he's again not, he sounds mature is he 30 <laughs> <laughs> okay uh number 23 wiggy who had a family try who actually had a family tries to equate a movie crew into having a surrogate family <laughs> is that something in, you in my generation at least for sure when that was when, let, let me ask you this in light of your childhood when a movie like that is happening do you start to look at the movie set like, oh, I finally found family. Like this family. <laughs> family. Going to oh my god! Yeah, for you know what? Craft services is like my sister. <laughs> Clip number twenty-four. I'm going to try to rail through these guys. We have a lot. This one's Rail. called "Boom Co- Cock Talk and Ready to Rock." Oh, when I made a movie, it felt so much like family. But I actually went into a depression after the movie was over. Like I was like, oh, which one? Private parts? Private parts. Yeah, I was just like, such oh, a, such a sick movie. Thanks. I love making it. And it, it felt that way to me. It felt like, oh, wow, these people, like, I didn't want to let go of them, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you do, hey, did Tommy, this is so fucking crazy, though, but, did, you know, did you ever see the video where Tommy's driving that boat with his cock? Yeah. <laughs> we all know you have. Tommy showed you how to do that, how to, how to drive a boat with his dick. <laughs> Go ahead, Raven. <laughs> Wiggy needs a boat dick driving tutor. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know no what? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I could just picture the Craigslist ad. You know how Robin has Captain Dennis. Howard's like, yeah. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll get a boat, but you, I need a dick driver. <laughs> just a full on, a fucking dick driver. Viagra hard dick driving my yacht. This next clip is called Motley Crue's working on a new album called Doctor Hardcock. <laughs> you don't bring it up to you don't say, Hey Tommy, your dick is fucking legendary. It's so big that uh, you know what I mean. I think I, I, I think you always throw it in there in a conversation. It's <laughs> oh, always there, right? In the conversation. <laughs> I have to pause it anyway because it's forty-five seconds. Go ahead, Sam. I was stoned. You, you're so stoned into oblivion that you even can tell that he's so gay, <laughs> <laughs> so cocklusty. You're fucking more stoned than a fucking forest fire it's like the california wildfire up your fucking <laughs> lungs and you're like jesus you love god don't you just a little bit he's raven you wanted to say he's just searching for a soundbite about his cock so he can jerk yeah. off and put in a spank bank every night absolutely yeah i was gonna like hey man that boat move you did back in the day was pretty fucking <laughs> awesome man anyway and when Pam's jamming it in her mouth, you're like, "Oh my God, that poor woman! I mean, she's gonna suffer." He ref- did. He <laughs> just refer to Pam, Pam's family Anderson's pussy as linguini. Yeah. Okay. That's a first. Okay, wait, wait. <laughs> then she's sucking his dick, and she said, "Oh, that poor woman." Yeah. I mean, who says yeah. that when you're looking yeah. at that? You're thinking, "Okay, that's." I wish that was good. my mouth. <laughs> I mean, she's like crazy. What's going on in there? Meanwhile, now I realize a theme with you. All these people you admire have big penises. Pete's legendary. Pete oh. Davidson. He's got a big, mm-hmm. he's got big guy dick energy. You know. He told me that. <laughs> what? <laughs> he told me I, I, yeah. You don't bring it up to him. You don't say. Sorry. What's that? What's that? I'm sorry, everyone. No more Freud. We found <laughs> our legendary. <laughs> everyone who's in psychology taking classes just cancel because we have the theory. The, the, the next clip is called Coke plus Big Dick equals Poontang. You know, when I, was, when I was young and a guy got a good-looking girlfriend like that, I'd say he either has a lot of Coke or he's got a really big dick. <laughs> and that was it. And that's the yeah, truth. That's, 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 that, that is, that is a, that's a, that's a funny observation. Yeah. <laughs> well, go ahead, Raven. It's, it's got nothing to do with personality and being funny yeah. and charming. and Nothing. The money is a bonus. The dick is great, but like when you have the total package, and Wiggy doesn't check any of those boxes except the money, and that's right. not even touchable. So fuck him. He's not even when he's saying, "Oh, the only people who would go for is Coke and a big dick." What you were watching Saturday Night Fever? I guess. I yeah. mean, he doesn't know. He doesn't no know. He's getting this information from documentaries and passing or movies he doesn't know he doesn't live and socialize he's a fucking veal or he's getting the info from ralph yeah absolutely uh howard this is i felt something good about machine gun kelly um this is jay and silent manatee inquire about kelly's stash (laughs) what kind of weed are you smoking by the way i've been making it look very attractive you know what i mean like uh (laughs) looks like you're having a party like, it's a short clip. The next one, Howard trying to maintain the fiction that he was a big pothead as of recently. 
I agree with you because, in a way, the weed industry destroyed weed for me. <laughs> when I was young and smoked what? weed, I would get intense paranoia. Now I can't handle it. They fucked me up. I mean, there's no such thing as normal weed anymore. Everything is super weed. He said, it fucked me up when I was younger. He hasn't smoked a joint since, I don't know, the Carter administration. <laughs> since his piano teacher committed suicide. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, this is, horseshit. This is where I like to post my gif of, fuck my life. Absolutely, yeah. And this one, <laughs> I laughed when I was typing it out, I'm sorry. Wiggy worried if weed will destroy Machine Gun Kelly's process. Well, do you ever worry that it, it, it dulls your process? That's what I'm saying. Like, could it fuck you up to the point where it can... It's like he's interviewing Sylvia Plath or somebody. Oh, sweet Jesus. Help us. Get get these over with quick. I got to you. Yeah. kind of... I don't I mean, know. I'm 10, year, I'm, I'm 10 years into my career, and this is the most... This is the most people that even paid attention to my career in 10 years. Okay, this next clip, guys, I called it Rebel Rebel with far too many pauses. Do you think, do you, think you have a death wish? Uh, <laughs> I do now. I, I, I would... I would... Drink. Uh, I, don't, I don't fight it, you know. It's definitely like um, nothing you're afraid of. Wow. I am afraid that I am, I am, I am lately, actually, five things to look, like, live for. Now. It's like dead air, Kelly. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't survive. <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Um, Wiggy needed parenting. <laughs> Wiggy needed a parenting tutor and still sucks dick as a father. You know, if you think about it, yeah, you, didn't, you talk about your daughter, too. That's another reason to go into therapy. That's why I did it for my kids, because <laughs> I... I didn't know how to be a good parent. How would I know based on the way I was brought up? So you, and you have a much more intense story than even I do. So I said, let me go get some lessons on how to be a better parent. How to lessons, tutors. Lessons, tutors. This guy's, this guy's parents Africa and Germany, Kuwait and Egypt. And Howard's parents lived in one home. With him and supported him, paid for college in a car, uh, and only moved and only moved to protect their little fucking king king baby. I communicated. He went. He went on. Who knows Howard best? <laughs> <laughs> and he said his best time in his life was at camp, <laughs> not when any of his kids were born. <laughs> okay, because how do you learn that? Especially you. Your mother leaves you. Your father <laughs> um, essentially isn't there for you. How could you know how to handle a kid and really understand parenting? You know what I mean? If, that, if That's a good motivation, you know, if, 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 you, if you ask me. Machine Gun Kelly now cocking a forty-five and holding it to his head. Go, go. Uh, Raven's, sui Raven's finger suicidal. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Raven. There's We're no, almost. There's no gifts here, and I'm just, I'm silently like, Shooting myself on both sides of the head, down my mouth. I just okay. dancing along, you know. This, I, I, I'll be honest. I went back and re-listened to some of this just to make comments in our thread about how many ideas were shot down and how many things Wiggy was told no on. Yeah. So this is in my head. It's terrible. And when I listen to it for the third time, 
it's it's just torture right about now after two hours. The next clip as uh, it's pre the Raven already gave it to you. Therapy is pussy shit. Plus asking Machine Gun Kelly to consider therapy on an intellectual level. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know these talks are talks normally that I feel like people's like you know parents like have with with them or like people you know, like give guidance to i'm kind of just at the i'm kind of learning as i go you know what i mean i got i don't really have like <laughs> does you know, he know he has three kids <laughs> does yeah. he even know he's a grandfather he won't admit to <laughs> no didn't you hear his friend his friend became a grandfather his yeah. friend had a child his friend had a baby yeah, like I mean, you know, for example, this is the first time, the first or second time that everyone's <laughs> anyone's ever really. Sorry. Does he know that Bianca taught him how to love? <laughs> yeah, kind of, you know, throwing therapy like as a suggestion, or you know, like where I'm from, you're kind of just like I mean, especially like that, you know, Cleveland. You're not really ever looking at people and being like, you know, you should go to rehab or like you should go to therapy. You're just kind of in the streets and that's just what it is. Like you don't really ever think about it. Like you look at that as kind of like some pussy shit. Right. We're not, we're not laughing at you, machine gun Kelly. We're laughing near you. I'm not laughing so, at him. I'm laughing no. at Howard who oh, he's God. been doing this pussy shit for 20 years and is ending yeah. up basically trans in the basement. <laughs> okay. So here we go. And we're not talking about the, uh, uh, Neil Young album either. I know when when you're when you're growing up where I was at. So it's me too. It's not like people are like, yeah, man, go to therapy. It's everyone's kind of just like, man, figure it out. You'll be all right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> everybody did that with me too, and I was doing that shit. I was, like, oh, you know what? I know everything. All right, you know, I got this together. It's not, you know, I I know how to parent. I know how to do this. Everything's fine. <laughs> I know how to do it. I left my kids and my wife. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, yeah, everyone just left him on his own. He couldn't have had more of a team surrounding him his entire life if he tried. He no. literally had not only a professional team. Yeah. Maybe. He had an army around yeah. him his entire Absolutely. young adult life to mm-hmm. mid-adult life to old age surrounding Correct. him. Yep. Yep. And then you realize everything isn't fine. You know, mm-hmm. how could it be? You really look at it intellectually, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really wish you guys could read this one because I don't know if I'll do it justice, but number 33. So Ticket to My Downfall is a song about selling tickets to your downfall. Uh, you know, we, we, you know, this whole move from like rap to rock. Oh, but, but but here was my point about the title track. But, you know, you like the, the Tickets to My Downfall. Hold on. <laughs> it's like what you're saying is everyone's waiting for me to fuck up. Everyone's waiting for me to screw up. Maybe everyone's waiting for me to kill myself or something, and they're all just watching. It's like I should sell tickets to it. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's the best like, explanation of it. Since I've tried to explain it a million times myself, that is exactly what the title means. And isn't you know that what? a shitty feeling inside that you view humanity as people who are waiting for you to fuck up? Okay. Go ahead. Yes, Sam, quickly. Brilliant. You figured it out from a stoner who's fucking more high than fucking Garcia. Congrats. He's, a, he's an 80. If, if Wiki's a 79. Uh, next one. Dr. Stern goes balls deep into M- MGK's <laughs> tortured soul and colon. So when you think of the world like that, that people are just fucked up and all they want to do is what get, you know, they should sell tickets to my downfall and all they're waiting for me is to screw up. 
how can you ever love anyone and how can you ever love a woman how can you ever you know if you mistrust people that much which is understandable <laughs> 17 seconds gold okay um go through this one real quick uh, 79 with another softball oh shit is it hard to have a relationship because i mean now i see you all the time on daily mail I mean, constantly with Maggie. Oh, my God. What a uh, fucking loser. <laughs> He's so jealous. Uh, yeah. And I don't know how much of that can be avoided. But, I mean, even if you go out to dinner together. It's kind of hard just because, like, my house isn't gated, you know. So, it's like, that's, like, the one problem. It's just, like, it's, like, every, you know, everyone knows where my house is. So, it's, like, this this odd moment. <laughs> the next clip is called Bottle Up This Interview and Market It as Xanax. Yeah. So, why do you like, think they're know. so why are they so fascinated with that aspect of your life? I mean, I know Megan's a star and everything, she's gorgeous. Uh she's and she's no famous She's not on the cover of Hamptons Weekly. Completely focused on you. Sorry. Let's go. Now that you're in a relationship with Megan. You know what I mean? Why Why are they so fucking fascinated that they stand outside your house all day? Drink. <laughs> Drink. What is it about just coupling up? And all of a sudden now everybody's like up your ass. <laughs> okay, guys, little pause. Nine seconds on that. Um, Drink again. <laughs> I just did. I don't know, man. Weird. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, this one, okay, let's see if I got this one. This is a little too long. Uh, we'll, I'll, uh, just hold on for a second. Let me get this through. That's a fucking uh, understatement. So, guys, we're really sorry. Raven has to drop out of this for momentarily. Um, but um, thank you so much for uh, joining us on this one. <laughs> she killed herself with a finger gun. <laughs> well, I, just, I love hanging out with you guys, and I love our, our group of chatters. I love our posters. So, bye for now. <laughs> Terrible error. Sorry. Bye for now, guys. Love you all. This is so much fun. Hope you enjoy it. I'll see y'all soon. Cheers, Raven. Thank you for so much for joining. Uh, we'll continue on, unfortunately, without Raven, but we're really trying to plug this together in one, but, one shot. Wait. These clips that you titled are hilarious. Just, <laughs> I'm so missing out on just you know loving these. <laughs> I would say you that I should, next time. Next time, what I'll do is I'll I'll print out the list of the names, and that way you can just read them. You'll have your it'll be closer, easier for you to see. Oh, it'll be um, the best of <laughs> copious amounts of wig hypocrisy regarding Eminem <laughs> MGK feud. Well, you know, with Eminem, it's like you know, I think like some guys just have to be at war a lot. I mean, <laughs> tell me if I got this right. Let me clear this up. All you did was say. You thought his daughter, and not disrespectfully, you thought his daughter was hot as fuck, meaning she was a good-looking girl. You weren't saying, I want to fuck her. You weren't saying, I want to disrespect her. You said Eminem's, you know, you saw a picture, I guess, of Eminem's daughter and said, wow, she's really hot as fuck. And you loved Eminem. You didn't, you weren't doing it to hurt him. Yeah, go ahead, Sam. I just picture Wiggy with, like, West Coast, like, his fucking hands in the air. You know, the West Coast where you, like, do the middle fingers and the fourth finger and, like, the yeah. West Coast. It's like Suge Knight and the BT Awards. And basically, Wig looks just like Snoop during that time period. So just... Snoop and Whiteface. <laughs> yeah, eight trade gangsters, Pueblo, <laughs> y'all in the house. <laughs> 
he's just trying to create some non-feud between punk rap fucking well, appara- potheads. Yeah, and I mean, actually, if, if, if you listen, if you listen to it, uh, he is much of a douchebag as he sounds. He actually saying like, "Look, uh, I don't know what exactly went on, but," and he was trying to, you know, I'm not trying to start a feud. I never tried to, you know do anything wrong he sounds legitimately contrite he doesn't sound like uh um he was you know making a calculated you know you know like biggie versus tupac type of thing you know or east coast versus west coast yeah no one's gonna (laughs) die in a suv on las vegas in las vegas you know what i mean exactly we all know how hot the cleveland michigan feud was or to disrespect his daughter. Do I have that right or am I missing this whole thing? Um, I mean, I, I just, I just, I, I don't really, you know, at, the, at, at this point, believe in bringing anyone other than just he and I into it. You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, <laughs> this you, sounds you don't, you don't literate. <laughs> you think he's a big, you think he's got a lot of overdue charges at the library? <laughs> He's sir, a really good orator. <laughs> sir, can you bring back a Tropic of Cancer tomorrow? But it's right. like uh it's weird. It's just yeah, it's just weird, dog. I'm like if if you couldn't fucking pay me to care about this issue. Really? I mean, no, I, I, I just you know what? don't care. I I could bullshit you. So he's he's desperately trying to make this again. It's a soundbite. I mean, if Raven, she didn't bring her list. She didn't leave her list actually. But this would have been one of those. Let's get some clickbait. But at this point, Sam, because he's let this fucking interview go for two hours, which he does. Oh. What does he care about clickbait? Especially if he's not getting a contract in. He doesn't know what he's doing, and yeah. he he doesn't know. He's just. It's really Howard's like Amelia Bedelia. He's just like, <laughs> like walking. <laughs> right? No, I, he no, is I like the play. Amelia Bedelia of interviews. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, that takes me way back. And tell you know, I've been in a million feuds in my career. I don't know how much you know about me. But I, you talk about. <laughs> does, does that make Bowie curious, George? <laughs> She's like the literal, you know what I mean? When somebody says something and then she just does it, yeah. you know, like let's make dates. And she like puts, she cuts up a calendar and puts it into a pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Dudes, every day of my life, I was in a feud with someone. Mm. Sometimes I'd be in a feud with someone and I didn't even know why I was feuding with him. Like, I just was angry. And oh, I just wait. With him. Hold just... on. I do. <laughs> you, you made someone commit suicide. Oh, and their wife divorced him. You had a funeral. <laughs> you had a funeral for the person. Yeah. You yeah. carried a corpse. You said you wanted to skull fuck their dead parent. Right. I can, I can tell you. <laughs> I, well, I killed two people, technically, if you want to count Dana Plato as well. The fuck with him. Right. Because I was a dick. <laughs> and so, but then when I would go home at night, I'd be like, I'm not comfortable. I, I, this feels weird to me. I mean, to be in such a public feud where Eminem is rapping about you and then you got to answer him 
And and, and, and and really, I heard he pulled you off of Shade 45. Shade 45. Now, Shade 45 is what? Is that, is, that one of the, uh, is that one of the serious stations? Yeah, and it's Sway and... Uh, yeah, that was yeah, he has never been on it. <laughs> so Eminem has some pull, <laughs> so he can tell someone who not to play, but Wiggy can't? Yeah. Wow, wonderful. Good to hear. Way to go. Eight mile. <laughs> you say eight inch eight miles is fine. Guys. <laughs> Forty five is on Sirius XM. That he got so pissed off at you that he took your rap off, he took your music off, uh, shade forty five. Which sucks for you. So in a way it can't mm, just it was, be it was, it was, that, I, that's like a, that's a, that's an understatement. Like Wiggy gives a fuck when he fucking cock blocked Opie and Anthony. That's not anything oh. similar to this, or when he, you know, kept Artie from getting a job. Wait, was... Listen to this, like the, this non-reality he creates all over the place. Yeah. I mean, when it cut from his parents to how he is as a parent himself, to how he is as a boss, to how he is with his career, to how he treats other celebrities or people in his industry or out of his industry, he's such a bullshit artist. I mean, Wiggy, if he wasn't so fucking stupid should be a politician <laughs> yeah <laughs> well i mean <laughs> more or less i mean like it, it went it went beyond that to the, to the label and all it was a bunch of weird stuff going on behind the scenes i don't really know exactly what you know where the lines blurred between him or what his management was doing you know what i'm saying I mean, just think about scope, it. But there was, I'm there sorry. Was, there was, I mean, I'm sorry. Can yeah. you talk? Can you talk not into your pillow? <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to figure out exactly what kind of connection this is. He's he's on the pothead filter. Funny money going on behind the scenes. Sorry. Funny money, and you're a young guy trying to start a career and being on Shade 45 and being, you know, part of the <laughs> young guy. You're 30 years old. <laughs> You've been in the business how many years? <laughs> Howard was making millions by then. <laughs> it's like when he's when he used to say, oh, "I used to jerk off the Wonder Woman as a kid." He was twenty four when Wonder Woman was on the air. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Was that Wiggy, before? The, was that before the Ranger from Yogi Bear? <laughs> Yogi Bear. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see. Wiggy, the mediator who needs to pay someone else to shush his staff and escort him to the escape helicopter. Philosophically, in your head. If I had that much money, I'd <laughs> be happy. It. Like, what are you doing? I'd be happy. What the fuck is he talking about? He has more than his money. He has more money than he'll ever know and he'll ever need. And he's going on about your with your money, what do you care about a feud? With your money, what do you give a fuck about anything, you fucking wigged asshole? Wow, I was just like totally stopped when he said philosophically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, well, he lost he, Machine what? Gun Kelly's going, what? what's that? <laughs> philosophically yeah, you could who's phil you could have a gated house and and you and megan would be safe from the paparazzi. everything would be fine uh, what's that <laughs> everything would be fine philosophically yeah. everything's good you have a gated house okay let me stop that one and start it again philosophically in your head if i had that much money <laughs> i'd be happy it. I mean, like, what are you doing you could you could have a gated house and and you and megan would be safe from the paparazzi I, I'm I'm just a different type though, man. I'm I'm like I'm I'm all about this, dude. I'm all about putting my arm around people. I'm not with like doing this to people, so I I, I can't relate. You know, like we all like <laughs> the last thing I want to ever be is an angry legend. You know what I mean? <laughs> One to grow on. <clears throat> well, you're talking to the wrong person. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And that and this is the thing. When I listened to the whole interview, which took me. <laughs> what was that one hour joke? <laughs> Someone was so dumb it took them an hour and a half to watch sixty minutes. Um, 
it was um the way he, he as he as it progressed as the whole interview went on i actually i don't want to say sympathized but i felt bad in a way for machine gun kelly because he was just being tossed all these grenades these like un these open grenades and having to juggle them because wiggy can't just do a normal interview he can't just do a half hour promo piece with the kid no he's going to milk it out for two fucking hours about his therapy that's why Ronnie Percy, God bless you, in the Jump the Shark episode you feature. Yeah, since he made the show all about therapy, uh, it's only gotten worse. Sam? Yes, and the fact that Machine Gun Kelly even says these clear, um, if I would say, stop signs or, I don't know, yield or veer off to the other side or this lane is closed, like, I don't want to talk about this or I can't relate to you. He even says, I can't relate to that. I'm a put my arm around another person, human being. Howard can't relate to that because he doesn't ever want to put his arm around somebody else unless he's in a picture. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Not even. Well, <laughs> well, you know, maybe if, you know, his co-host from Mom Caves. Oops, sorry. Uh, different person. Like the, 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 the tool who just like can't, you know, accept their own, like their own. Um, maybe he's jealous of you. Maybe oh, this, honey. oh, oh, of course <laughs> you solved it. Good job, Sherlock. Fucking that, asshole. Is that, that is what it is. Like, do you think I, your youth that, and the fact that you're kind of, uh, up and coming, maybe, maybe there is envy there. What else would fuel this thing? Yeah, so I mean, there's a there's a, there's like a respect thing in it, like regardless if any of us will say it, you know. Yeah, Sam. If Nancy Drew stumbled across a fucking mushroom field and poppies, <laughs> she would have had a better response to this. Yeah, it's so ridiculous how he comes up with this. Yeah, she. Yeah, don't you think he's jealous? I mean, that's why it's just like I'm not gonna sit here in front of the guy like he's not talented, right? But he also. You know, I mean, my goddamn father, so shut the fuck up and read what you saw. And you know what's so sad in this? You two guys have more in common. His upbringing is completely fucked up. Your upbringing is fucked up. You two guys, if you got in a room together, I'd, I'd say, listen, you two. Look at this guy cannot even get his own life in order. His wife hates him. His staff hate him. His ex-wife hates him. His daughters hate him. His grandchild, who doesn't speak yet, but will grow to hate him if he, if he survives that long. Everybody fucking hates him, and he's going to mediate anything. Fuck off. How was your wedding? Was it family <laughs> orientated? <laughs> or, did never... or did Chevy Chase give a rousting roast? Exactly. There's similarities here. Look at what you share. Drop this fucking thing already. You know what I mean? I really would. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe like <laughs> 10 years after John left the show, he was still bitching about Jay Leno taking him. He cares about <laughs> Machine Gun Kelly and Eminem making up. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? Meanwhile, oh. where is your empathy for Artie? Do you care about that relationship? <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> Fuck, he, yeah. made, he made your show what yeah. it was for it to go to serious for you to get that $5 billion contract, you piece of shit. Yeah, and turned down an offer to to make five million a year, guaranteed money. He said guaranteed by contract, same as um, David Lee Roth when he replaced Stern at K Rock. 
um, they had to pay out his contract. Once it was signed, it didn't matter how long before they took him off. It, it was irrelevant. He had to get paid the full letter of the contract. And so we already would have been 20 million with, you know, let's say he lost a job in a month. He would have just pocketed the 20 million. And it would have been way more than the exposure. So, you know what, let's get them, let's get them in a room. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, this next clip is called number 39. Is this a question? This is a question for Bob D. Uh, ladies, your thoughts. <laughs> so it's the fantasy in your relationship now with Megan. If, if you could, if you had enough money, would you buy yourself one of these fucking mansions and be able to hide away? You're not at the point yet where you have M&M kind of money. So in a way, you're caught being super famous in a famous relationship, but you don't have the dough to really fucking hide out George Clooney style, right? <laughs> well, okay, George Clooney, by the way, is pointed out for having a beard, which is weird. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's on the beard Twitter thing. Yep. But this is also extremely, I don't know, odd and antisocial. <laughs> yes, of course. Like you need to have this gated community, by the way, I made this, um, <laughs> I made this clip that I'm going to play for you right now, guys. I just wanted to play this little bit of visual. I don't normally do this, but for a we'll break th breakdown, but, um, <laughs> this is a clip from SCTV that I <laughs> just edited out all the money comments, which is a show called money talks, but <laughs> Eugene Levy just <laughs> asked about money <laughs> and this, <laughs> this is what Wiggy sounds like. House you got here. How much would a place like this cost? Half a million dollars, so half a million dollars times ten would be um five million dollars. <laughs> is, is it very difficult to become rich? <laughs> He's very much like <laughs> Wiggy with the math too. I'm sorry. I mean, were you were you rich when you were my age, or when did you become rich? Are servants expensive? Like, what would you pay that guy? How much would a pool like this cost? Are you a neighbor? How do you buy into something? Do you uh, use your own money or do you have to take a loan from the bank? Do you, um, <laughs> do you buy into something? Do you, do you know, uh, is there a, a cheaper one that someone like me could buy into, for instance? Like, uh, would you <laughs> the richest women in America? Yeah. <laughs> like, how do you start a magazine? Like, do you, do you just use your own money or do you... Do you get a publishing place to do it, or how, like if I wanted to start one, like how how do you do it? I guess I don't know. Is this place very expensive? Like how much is a place like this? How much does a? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. <laughs> what? World's oldest teenager, desperate for MGK to be Lee Harvey Oswald. I, I, people always thought that if they lived next to me, that I would be like uh, Tommy Lee. That would be crazy scene going on. I yeah. like peace and quiet when I'm home. I don't want neighbors making all I the just stopped, I just dropped my whole what was ever in my mouth all over my computer screen. It's rainy town. <laughs> they thought he would. Be, they thought this guy that hired a museum, a magician, for his New Year's Eve party, <laughs> would be Tommy Lee. Yeah. break. He thought someone who needed a shusher <laughs> would be like Tommy Lee. 
Oh God! So, so all these dudes build uh, motorcycles in your garage, and they use yeah. it like a like a like a mechanic shop. Yeah. But you like that because again, it's a sense of family. It brings you that joy yeah. of having a family. That's what I mean. I like I you know I, I my favorite thing is waking up on a tour bus with your ten homies and you smell weed smoke and you hear somebody like making fun of the other person or you hear somebody you know like <laughs> sounds like a full life. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Sam. <laughs> Sounds like a parent. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you just imagine him like a, what's his name, um, sick boy in a train spotting when they find out that the kid's dead in the crib. Um, I trust Courtney Love more. Yeah. Uh, the next clip: Brian Johns is alive and well and living in the Hamptons. Yeah, you need a gate, man. You're getting to the point. Are you are you rich enough now? Uh, like, are you a multimillionaire from <laughs> oh uh, movies, God. from from from, uh, from acting, Stop from? It. From from yeah. performing, you are that. a multimillionaire, so yes. you could afford to move away. It's just you like where you are, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> okay. Okay. Eugene Levy. <laughs> well, basically, <laughs> does this no cost person. a lot? There's are no difference. Enough, are you rich enough to, um, like move away? <laughs> The next clip is called Wiggy asks Machine Gun Kelly if he believes in God. And I say if there was a God, he would not have allowed this interview to happen. Yeah, do you believe in God? Yeah, I, I, I got reconnected this year. Yes. And, and uh, God's been talking. God's been talking to me like directly this year. And what is he saying exactly? God's, this is God, God on my earpiece. <laughs> I was going to say when he goes, God's been talking to me directly. Just said like, eh. Uh, the internet dial-up. Uh, like it comes to me in forms of, you know, um, animals and the wind and stuff like that. You know, like when I ask, like, I rem, I mean, dude, I've, I've, there was, I, I mean, there was one, the one time when, um, drink. You know, there was a. There was a a point have, you where ever, I, have you ever seen well, Pocahontas? <laughs> this next clip, number 43. Chris Farley is alive and well and living in the Hamptons. Isn't that, uh, that was really long. That was long-winded, man. I'm sorry. I don't know why. No, but isn't that the hardest part of uh, you think being you in a relationship? Land you land on. <laughs> Come on. Somebody in show business, this idea that you got to go apart for a couple of weeks. Like, just imagine if you were on tour, too. Like, uh... You're on tour. She's doing some movie or something. I don't know. You know, whatever it is. That's a uh, private parts where you get a different apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember when you were in the Beatles ship? You know, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. So I know I got a whole different apartment and girlfriend. And yeah. And boyfriend. Husband. Exactly. Number 44. Fake music lover trying his hardest to sound deep. I can barely, you know, I love Neil Young so much. I can barely <laughs> listen to it because it's so intense. It's so fucking sad. All his music, yeah. needle and the damage done. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I let a fucking heroin addict die on my show. <laughs> but, but this song takes me to a dark place. I just picture him jerking up to Johnny Cash singing Nine Inch Nails in the video. <laughs> I hurt myself today. <laughs> Making paintings on an etch sketch. <laughs> okay, number <laughs> number forty-five. Hey, Machine Gun Kelly, Wiggy wants you to host his block party. 
I'll get out there one day. You and I are going to hang. I'm with <laughs> that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with You're going to see some small dick energy, man. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> you see what I got. I'm telling you. I'm going to get out there. You, Megan. Does, so that, is, that's the creepy, lecherous, I want to fuck you in the ass voice, isn't it? Yes, that's what I've been saying. I think he's yeah. just trying to find the most depraved, semi-rich yeah. twink. <laughs> Where he's been confused, no parents, and no uh, management that's going to care. <laughs> Who's dressing like Molly Ringwald in Pretty in Pink. <laughs> he's just like ending this contract by auditioning for fuckboys. Yeah, basically. That fucking neighbor of yours. I'm going to party my ass off. I'm going to show you how it's done old school. You understand? Remember, five to eight. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's early. As long as we wrap things up by eight o'clock, I'm cool and I'm in bed by yeah. nine. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, he loves to party. Remember the block parties? <laughs> you better not use my name. Nothing. They're over. Nobody makes yeah. money. Exactly. Fun. Clip number 46. Wiggy claims he could have fucked his female, a female therapist, but meanwhile, he's been getting fucked by his male therapist for over 20 years. So is this lonely for your dad? Yeah, my aunt. Yeah. My aunt, yeah. <laughs> what? I can't. With these titles. Can you, can you just, like, pass these by, like, a... Like Real a... quick. <laughs> okay. I'll read them fast. Machine Gun Kelly style. Uh, Pardon me, sick, but you... Yeah, jeez, what a life, dude! It's heavy. You gotta get the therapy. You got to. You need it. Yeah, if I need it, you need it. He says it like a McDonald's Don't. commercial. <laughs> to all beef patty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. I'm loving it's a, it. It's a mantra. You start. Yeah, you gotta start, man. Don't go to a woman. He, he, <laughs> Why can't he go to a woman? He's not. Why you. can't he? Because he's yeah. his fucking kid is good looking, and next thing you know, he's gonna be fucking her. He's got to get somebody in there, dude. He's got. Fuck so here's here's the other thing: the evolved feminist is is absolutely certain that he is going to fuck a female therapist. Why? Yeah. Also, did you hear Robin? Why can't he go to a woman? He's not you. Meaning. He's not gay. <laughs> he, there's something wrong with you, and why do you think this way? And yeah, I think she, Robin senses the lecherous oh, qualities yeah. about him. Absolutely. This is this is yeah. <laughs> this is all. This is to catch a predator type shit. Other issues and shit. Trust me, man. <laughs> Where is that guy? I go to a guy. Yeah. You know why I, I go to a guy? He's got mother issues too. Don't... I think I just discovered a new Photoshop. Put Wiggy on that stool <laughs> in that kitchen when the guy what is, is outside guy the island. When he comes in the door. <laughs> I forget his name. God, that'd be a great Photoshop. You think? So do I. But listen to me. You know why I went to a guy? I'm being straight up with you. Because you're a homo. I would fuck my therapist. <laughs> Number 47. Machine Gun Kelly couldn't get into basic studies at BU. This song is uh, Forget Me Too. This is the other one you said to play. Uh, this is uh, with Halsey. Yeah. Another good-looking uh, woman. What's, what went down with uh, you two? Mm. You know, platonic? Halsey? What, uh, what's, what's that word mean? It means uh, there was no... Uh, just friends. Just friends? friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry to throw you a 30-year-old off with the word like platonic. I'm shocked Wiggy knew it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, the next one is World's Biggest Pussy Asks Machine Gun Kelly About Fight Club. 
You ever get into any? You look like you can handle yourself. You ever get into any fist fights or anything? Uh, oh man, all the time. Really? All Where? The time, yeah. Where are you uh, fighting? Bar, bars mostly. I mean, you know, it's it's really hard for me to go anywhere with. Where do you fight? And can I watch? Can you be shirtless while you're doing it, and maybe pantless? Again, these are questions you would ask. I think maybe a teenager. Absolutely. Have you been into fights? You're yeah. asking a 30-year-old father, father, you look like you can handle yourself. Have you been in fights? It's just very embarrassing overall. But continue, continue on, soldier on, you're, Howard. You're doing you're, a good job. You're collecting retirement funds, and you're asking someone if they can handle themselves in a fight. <laughs> can you imagine James Lipton on inside the actor's studio going, and now we get the, the question asked by... Bernard, Bernard Pivo, whatever his name is. Yeah. Can you can you handle yourself in a fight? <laughs> <laughs> Ever take shrooms, <laughs> lewds? Oh, toxic. Mac. You know what it is? It's exactly like when James Lipton had J Lo on to ask her about her process. <laughs> right. <laughs> you approaching and being douchey and weird. So I don't, I don't know words. what it is. I, I know what it is. You're you're handsome. Yeah, people don't like it. people don't like it. Like they don't, <laughs> bingo. I, don't, I wouldn't call me that, but people don't like that. Yeah, I, they don't like that you're like good. That. And so some douchebag will walk up to you at a bar and go, "Hey, machine gun, go fuck yourself." Yeah, every every time, every time, every time, every single time. Okay, call number. We're almost done. The last two clips. This no, one I'm is called. Sorry, can can you just fucking kill me? <laughs> <laughs> the second last one. Call the therapist quick. Howie thinks all fighters want to suck, fuck, and suck Machine Gun Kelly's dick. I'm yeah. shocked. Jealous. Yeah. Jealous, dude. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. You're it. fucking I, dating I, yeah. Megan, and you, you know, you, you rock and roll guy. You got the hair. You got the <laughs> fucking look. Doesn't he sound like he's got one hand on his fucking dick, just, just hey, with the jergens out? Hey, Megan, and you got a rock and roll guy, and. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Like silence of the lambs. Look at the blood. <laughs> Multiple migs. <laughs> that's exactly. We keep coming back to silence of the lambs, but like yeah. God, that must be like the the patron. That's like the holy bible, the holy grail for, quite frankly, because we use so much of that. But it is true. It is some kind of creepy, pervy, fucking psychiat like psychiatric hospital question that he asks them in these in these instances. And he asks yeah. him this stuff and how annoying is the girl in this to the point where she's so annoying to him that she takes him out of it. So it pisses yeah. him off when the guy yeah. gets out of his fantasy. So when Howard's saying, because, you know, you're like the hot guy and you're like, uh, and then he's like, I don't with, get it. You're with, he, it, you're it, with it, Megan. It, God damn it. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like the girl who's like, just I'll give you whatever money you want. Yeah. Which What's with the vagina? The tattoos. I probably wanted to sleep with you. Trust me. I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you. you. Probably want to suck your dick is what's going on. And he's all angry. Oh about goodness. it. Trust, trust me on that. Am I right put or am I wrong? Bas just put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> put the lotion in the basket. <laughs> well, Deborah, Deborah, one of our listeners believes that he's not gay, but I'm submitting this. I'm sending this, submitting this as evidence. A, your honor. I'd like to submit this to Deborah, one of our listeners, as um, exhibit A through Z, even though we got shitloads of it. But I don't understand the correlation. Guys that want to fight you want to suck and fuck you. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I, 
I don't belong to this fight club. <laughs> like <laughs> Cobra Gay. Bitch slap club. I don't. I don't. I don't you know. Unfortunately, you know. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. It's just a. It's a very. It's. 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 So it's. And you fucked the guy up. I mean, like you punched him in the face and everything. I. I watch Harry Potter when it's cold outside. Understood. <laughs> I don't get the ref. I don't get the reference. Continue explain that to me. I never read the books. I watch Harry Potter when it's cold outside. Okay, I guess it's like a good fall movie. I was that kid who stood out line in bookstores. I loved Harry Potter, obsessed with the series. Okay. I get why Harry Potter, the movie, to watch it when it's cold makes sense because it's like a back-to-school kind of movie, even in the wizarding world. But when he says, I understand, he doesn't. He never watched no. Harry Potter. He doesn't get it. He's No. He doesn't know and what I, but, Gryffindor is. Or but I'm admitting I don't understand what it means. Like, there's not a fucking chance. Okay. Very heavy. <laughs> I understand. No, you don't. What is what does that mean? That means he understands something. He understands right. something or he's pretending to and he's saying, See, I understand. Look at you. Right. At and you. If, if Machine Gun Kelly asked him, So what did I just say? Explain it to me. He'd be stuck. Um, where's your lotion? <laughs> <laughs> you fucked that guy up. I wish I could fuck someone up. Every fight I get in, I lose. I got to get out of there and fight with you. You know, we got to go to a bar together and beat up some fuckers. I mean, you'll what? beat them up and I'll stand there. <laughs> how, how, how desperate does he sound in these interviews when he gets like this? Am I, am I, is it just my imagination? <laughs> Could you imagine Frank Sinatra at the end of his life? And he was like in his 80s. But let's say he was in his 70s. Yeah. And he goes, listen. Tupac, I got to get out there with you. We just got to go beat the people up in yeah. some bars. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Like, or, you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? Are, Michael Bublé. Dean Martin calls him up at the end of his life and says, Michael Bublé, we got to get out there. We got to beat some people up. Beat some fuckers up, yeah. Star fucking. No, last clip. Star fucking is embarrassing at any age. You made me a fan. <laughs> you know, I was all set to fucking throw down with you. and I <laughs> Did I need more than five seconds to get Sam going? <laughs> I guarantee he read somewhere that the guy, this guy's a Pustara, and that's why he liked him. Had nothing to do with the music, because he hates music, and of any kind. And had nothing to do with, you know, any connection to... Oh, it might have a little star fucking connection there if the kid's some in, in, in the business. But ultimately, the Pete Davidson thing, because that's one thing he clued into right away. Pete Davidson, SNL, there's always a connective tissue, like... I got to star fuck somehow. There's even if it's peripherally, if I can get in somewhere, <clears throat> even though he's yeah. already in with SNL now with this, this generation of assholes that are on the show or were. He needed that big dick energy. <laughs> yeah. Beef with you because you could, <laughs> yeah, he wanted to and, fight with you. I wanted to fight with you. And I heard the music. And I went, I like this guy. And I had to tell my audience I like this guy. I understand these guys who want to fight with you. I'm angry with you. And then I, then I became a fan. So that's how it happens, man. Now we're bros, so that's it. Now we're bros. I'll right. be out there. Oh, Jesus Christ. With you. Listen, I want to see those fucking ghosts. I want to see what's going on with your neighbors. I want to hang in that garage with those motorcycles to see what's doing. 
So we just heard from a guy <clears throat> the day before saying, I don't want to hang out with people. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, you know, be part of your project. <laughs> don't call me. Don't bother me. And here he is telling a guest the very, like 24 hours later, I want to hang with you. I want to go to the yeah. hospital. <laughs> now all Basically of a what he's saying is, I want you to suck my you... dick. All of a sudden it's an episode of, are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> 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 and the ghost reference, by the way, I didn't play the clip because he told this interminable story about he thinks his house is haunted and the creative energies from the house help his fucking, you know, they, they help this fucking wordsmith create songs. Um, All of a sudden, Howard's R.L. Stein, it's a Goosebumps book. <laughs> <laughs> what was the one? What was the other one that was popular for kids? Um, there was all the vomit. Was it Goosebumps? Were those the, um, yeah, the vomit? The, the uh, vomit on the cover? What were they called? Like the fake vomit, um, uh, gross. There's some like gross, gross. I don't know. I'll come back to me because I used to. I, I, you know, I, I'm referenced I, out for the day. <laughs> come back to me. Okay, well, guys, that's us for today. We're gonna wrap it up. Uh, really appreciate you all listening. Uh, sign on to our Facebook page and become members if you haven't. Quite frankly. Howard Stern podcast and please subscribe and like our podcast thumbs up I'm being Fillmore right now because I just think it's entertaining <laughs> and I'll, I'll also I think that you should all listen to Machine Gun Kelly he's fabulous <laughs> he's the next Bob Dylan uh, for those of you who are on our Patreon already and those of you who aren't first of all we appreciate all the support of those existing Patreon members um, all the money is really going into new mics, new software um, hosting uh, podcast hosting fees and what have you and when they're doing a thing now at Patreon which is amazing they're offering a big discount for anybody who gives a year uh, in advance, the same way I do with Condé Nast and a lot of like different magazine subscriptions, um, fifteen percent off in this case. So if you give the minimum, which is I think a buck a month over twelve, you're actually paying like ten fifty, which is not even a quarter a show. So if you really, really want to show your appreciation, God bless you. Please do on Patreon. That applies to the other channel I have, where if you want to make requests, they go in through there. Uh, that's how you do it. But uh, even if you don't, we love you guys anyway. It's so awesome that you guys contribute what you do. It's great if you help out, especially it helps us with our tech and Fillmore. It helps everything that he does and helps everything we do, truthfully. Yeah. The uh, next episode, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we'll have Jump the Shark will be coming out before this one, but then we're going right into 15 Foundation. And as you speak, we will have already been recording. So we're that's going to be a long work in progress and we hope you guys enjoy it because that's going to be a, a bit of a long slog but it'll be worth it we promise robin's really sane in that <laughs> <laughs> all right guys take care from sam and i we love you okay and i'm gonna fly out there next week and i'm going to straighten your ass out <laughs> and i'm gonna make sure that you really get it i'm gonna make sure that you know what a rude thoughtless little pig you really are do you understand you're a rude thoughtless pig so be ready on friday the 20th because i'm coming out there i'm gonna tell you this and i'm gonna turn around i'm gonna fly right back home you are a rude <laughs> thoughtless 